He and the old he tripped over and knocked over the motorcycle yeah. one two. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, Yeah, I've heard that one before, boys. <laughs> Hell yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Roach Clip Podcast. We're here live from South Phoenix. If you're not listening live and you're listening to the recording, God bless you. That's how we pay our bills. I wish that'd be dope, right? Pay our bills with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Hey, but we're joined like always uh, by the Blunt Master General himself, the Blunt Master General Prodi. What up, Prodi? How you doing? Yo, yo, yo. How's it going, man? Doing good, and you? Oh, you know already. Right on, man. Yeah, you know right here. Just how many, baked uh, already. Had a nice little session. Yeah, how many blunts did we smoke? We out smoked there? two. What was in there? You gotta tell us. You um, already know. Yeah, room. the first one had some pink candy, and then the second one was some Kush cake. I'm pretty baked. I'm ready to pair it with some mezcal. You know what I'm saying? You already know. We got King J. The most electrifying crows in South Phoenix. Or where do you live? Glendale? Yeah. In Glendale. And then, you know, we got the mustache of the South. Mr. Franco 602. The greatest mustache this side of the Mississippi. The Hulkster ain't got shit on you, Franco. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not even these these 26-inch pythons. (laughs) You know. Pythones? The python, yeah. uh, no full, full on, full on pythons, cause I'm American. <laughs> American I'm, eagle. I'm a real American. Ball what was his song? What was song? Yeah, I am a real No, no, no. It was like I am a real American. Hell yeah. The and Frank got, Franco-maniacs. And we're also joined oh. by the mezcal. Master General. Well, you know something, brother. There we go. Let's cut a fucking I'm going to give you this mezcal. I mean, I mean Gene Ogerlin. You know something, mean Gene. This mezcal here, you're going to love every minute of it. And if you don't, I'm going to break you. What do you think, Mr. Franco? Well, I'll try. <laughs> those, are very, those, are, those are really threatening words by Mr. Mezcal Master General, and you're over there just <laughs> sitting back. What's oh, that that mezcal comes in like a like a like a hurricane for your throat, but soothes you like that, like that grandmother that 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 rubs that ointment over your like that over that, your that didn't raise you. <laughs> that will take you to Nana's house. <laughs> Is that how you get so hyped up for your fights? He <laughs> puts me down on my ass. Hell yeah, brother! What's up, man? Introduce yourself to the listeners. Where can they find you? What's up, guys? We'll get into we we'll get into the deets. All right, well, thanks for having me here, guys. I'm Jimmy Munoz. Just happy to be here in South Phoenix sharing some mezcal with you all. You know, we got some good varieties here from some artesanal producers. And I'm just going to try some and see where it goes. All Are right. you a South Phoenix lifer? You've been here? South Phoenix lifer, born and raised, baby. Hell yeah. What were you talking about? The batting cages? Yeah, right there. We've got the Christmas tree lot going on on South Central Avenue. So the old batting cages, does that mean they're, are they still there? Well, the grounds are still there, yeah. The light poles are still there. The building is still there. Did you ever go hit some balls? Heck yeah, I grew up there. Yeah, Franco. Just, the good old days. No, no, that was before we were cool. <laughs> that was before we were old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you never heard of the batting cages? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we got the video games. Yeah. So before I fucking dip, um, I stopped by my parents' house to say what's up or whatever. Dip with Brody to come over here. I told him what was going on. I said we're gonna try some mezcal. This vato makes some. Uh, <laughs> you get some craft fucking. Yeah, I don't mezcal. make it. <laughs> he gets it, whatever, you know what I'm saying? He, he acquires it. He acquire. acquires it. <laughs> yeah. Third party, general. <laughs> but, but he's like, bro, that shit's strong. He's like, you can get fucked yeah, up. I was like, all right, let's, mm-hmm. let's try it. That? Yeah, I was like, you only live once. How's yeah. your dad? Recovery oh, dude, yeah. So, yeah, he got he, he came home on Sunday. Okay. Quick How's update. Um, he had a prostate cancer, so uh, they had to yeah. do the surgery to cut it out. 
Oh yeah. Because it didn't, it hadn't spread, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it went well. He was in the hospital for three days, and he's home now, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Moving that's slow, good. healing, but there's about two week healing process. Mm-hmm. But he said it hurts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's not like. He's not like down and out, bro. He's yeah. still doing what he does. Yeah. Walking around, fucking, you know, not doing too much. My mom's won't mm-hmm. let him, but. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. He's, he's a lot happier now, too. I think mm-hmm. he got that shit over with. He's yeah, it's so good they well, caught not it. Not joking around more and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I think back then, like, I think, I think it was just behind his head the whole time, you know. Yeah. I think it's one of the most undiagnosed, like, conditions among men, you know. Like, they scream for heart, heart disease and stuff, like, all the time, but prostate cancer. You know, it just kind of sinks up on a lot of people. Yeah, because it has no symptoms, too, till mm. you're actually already full-blown and it's already gotten mm. into your bones and everything. Yeah. So that's the the crazy part. Right? So good that he's home. Yeah, yeah man. man. Shout out to, yeah, shout out to Pops, man. Thanks for asking, bro. Yeah, Hell yeah, he's sure. doing great, though. He finally, uh, my daughter, like, our family got COVID for, like, the whole month of November. Oh my so he finally got to, like, see my daughter the day he was going into surgery because, like, he loves to fucking just spend time with her. And he's yeah. Like, oh, dude, I miss her. And I'm like, dude, she came back positive. Like, after, like, I recovered, then she came back positive. So she probably caught it, like, later along. But, yeah, he got to see her. And, like, she fucking chills now all the time with them. So, Flat Pops, you know, has something to live for. You know, he's he's kicking ass, bro. He's a kick-ass yeah. dude, man. He, he tries to take care of his body. And he did it, man. He did it. The doctor said that's like a... It's a high rate, for like, he could live 10 plus years, like, no problem. But they say 10 is, like, the minimum mm-hmm. with that surgery. Awesome. So, I was like, hell yeah. We need uh, we need as much time with Pops as possible, dog, yeah. you know. Especially now, you know. Yeah. Like, so, like, Good thing crazy. we talked about it before the mezcal, bro, because I'll be fucking crying, bro. <laughs> 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 you know now we got that over with. Let's yeah. pour some mezcal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk to us about so, this mezcal. Yeah. What so, what, what is it? So, well, oh, what is mezcal and why? Um, then why yeah. is yours different? Introduce right. us to yeah. mezcal. Is mezcal tequila? Yeah, well, I mean, mezcal comes from a family that includes tequila. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so mezcal is, is comes from the agave plant, and it's like um, uh, there's different varieties of agave that you can make mezcal with. So the mezcal that I'm bringing with me today is from the state of Oaxaca in Mexico. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of little pueblitos outside of, like, the, the main centro of Oaxaca that make mezcal. Because that's a big, that's kind of what they do. <laughs> it's a big cultural, like, like tradition to make mezcal there. So, um, yeah, we go out there. We check out the pueblos. We meet with maestros and sample their mezcal. See what it's all about and pick some good varieties to bring to you guys. Maestros. Yeah. Teachers? Maestros. They're the, they're the masters. Oh, all right. Maestros. Yeah. So this is an artisanal product. So yeah. where you would find, like, mezcal maybe in the grocery store. You might, that's, that's, could be artisanal as well, but generally this, it's more of a mass production gotcha. product, right? They have to fill like hundreds of thousands of bottles per mm-hmm. month sometimes. So in, an artisanal variety is something that is very small batch. It takes time to... It, it takes time because they have to, um, they follow like traditional methods and traditional like ways of production. They use the burro to pull around the tojona to like crush the agave after it's baked, what? you know? <laughs> yeah, so it's that kind of production. It's not giant machines big vats of like fermentation vats and stuff it's like wooden vats that they ferment in so it's it has a special connection to the earth right the people that live there produce there they they get their their agave from um, local vendors local providers local growers because it's their land they want to like take care of it right so 
they take special care to produce something that is really good because they've been doing it for generations, but also is like imbalanced. Are they making this like in little shacks or are they buildings or like when you go when you go check this stuff out? How, how I mean, a little bit of both. <laughs> you know, it's it's very um, it's very down to earth. It's um, it's a simple life, right? It's not so corporate. not at all. No, it's not like brick buildings and like you yeah. know ceiling so, fans. So what part <laughs> of the plant makes the actual drink we're about to take? All right, so. My throat's getting dry from talking so much. So exactly, I'm bro. Pop this little Ooh. cork open. I'm a little bit scared, bro. <laughs> I remember you sip it. Right, you sip it. You don't. I'm gonna pour it. Yeah. Oh, we got that gusano. Got some sal de gusano. We'll sal de gusano. What's that translate to in English? Sal de gusano. Sal de gusano is a Spanish. Warm salt. Yeah, I don't, I don't. All right, it's just the three of us. Ooh, can I smell it first, or is, is that appropriate? Yeah, I totally smell it. Get into it, you know. Don't taste it yet. All right. So what is this? What is this called, bro? We gotta, we gotta let the audience know what's up. So what we're drinking right here is a quiche. <laughs> a quiche. Quiche. Just quiche. It's a um. Oh, quiche. Quiche. Right. Quiche, quiche is the type of plant. It's the type of, of agave, and that they distill it into um into this variety of mezcal. So you spell it C U I X E, and mm. people wanna look that up. Well, I mean, it's it's phonetic, so they they pronounce it quiche. Some people might pronounce it quiche. So it's it's kind of phonetic. We do our best to like preserve as as well as we can, but we're trying to kind of translating a a dialect into Ooh. Spanish and then for an English audience. So it's a few steps. That's powerful. <laughs> so they mix the mezcal. <laughs> it's as powerful from the. It's as powerful as the land it comes from. Where's that little salt? That gusano Agave. salt. They mix it with mezcal. So Agave. they dry up. They dry up some gusanos and crush them up. So mezcal. yeah. So there's a bunch of different things you can pair mezcal with. And traditionally, like, you'll have some sliced oranges and some sal de gusano. But I got here, you know, with no oranges. So we're going to enjoy it with sal de gusano, which is totally cool. We can sample a little sal de gusano on our, on, our, on our tongues, basically to clear the palate. So between tastings, we can clear the palate and then be ready for, like, another, like, variety or another flavor to, gotcha. to come in, right? So we'll just use that to balance it out. Some people like to suck on, like, a sliced orange. That's cool, too. You can pair it with chocolate or coffee, coffee beans, popcorn, all kinds of different American, like traditional indigenous American foods. So, um, grasshoppers. Yeah, well, that's what's in the. Well, you yes. indigenous bastards. Yeah, so talk, talk to us about that powder we're going to pair it with right now. It yeah. Kinda, it looks kind of like tahini. Yeah, where is it? Here it is. But that's some traditional powder right there. Right? Yeah, yeah, this is salt. It's sal de gusano, so it's salt with some crushed worms and chile inside of it. Damn. So it has a good little flavor. Um, a little, a little tang, <laughs> but um, the idea is that you know, on the, on the fields, you don't waste, and there's a parasite that goes onto the agave plant that's a worm, and so when they, part of like taking care of their fields, they have to pick off the worm so they don't like go and eat all their agave. Well, they don't waste, so they and worms are a great source of protein, so they. Oh, right. So it makes sense. They made some out of them now. Yeah, you know. Sweet. You know, our ancestors of this continent ate you know bugs and just different herbs and things that we don't typically associate with food today yeah. but they did you know a, uh, crickets are something that we eat in mexico city all the time <laughs> oh yeah you know we drink we, we'll just take a shot of mezcal and eat a, a, a grillo or a, a chapulin you know live just no <laughs> off the ground like you know no. chapulin wait <laughs> <laughs> just crap it with your hands yeah. <laughs> a dried up one? No, but let's get to this mezcal. Let's yeah, get so to the mezcal. You, what's the proper way? What's the yeah, proper yeah. way to hit so this? So don't grab salt just like all immediately. No, just, that's not the proper way. Okay. Well, so there's no proper salt? way. Let me just correct myself. There's really no proper way. I'm just giving you my experience and like the best way I've found to drink this. 
all right? Because everyone has their way, you know? So first thing we want to do is pick the cup up to your nose and just give it a good whiff. Smell it. All right. Smells like tequila. You want to, like, prepare <laughs> prepare the, the yeah, olfactory like, nerves to, like, like what you're going to receive. Like you're smelling some Wendy's, right? you know? Let them know it's to come. <laughs> We're here with George Masvidal. So then what you're going to do is you're going to give it a little, like, sip. And give it, like, make sure it makes contact with as much of your mouth as you can. All right. Mm. Oh, you, you can swish, swish it? it around. You know, swish it around. Get it under your tongue. Get it all up in there. Because you're, like, really preparing your, mou- your mouth for, like, some good for flavor. greatness. But right now, you know, you got air in there. You got, like, smoke residue from what you smoked outside. Yeah. You know, you just got to rinse yeah, it out. Allegedly. Rinse it out. You did. All right. So now we're going to start tasting it to perceive some flavors. All right. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, it might take a little while. You know, it's, it's, some, it's some different complex flavors in there, but it's just going to taste a little bit and see what kind of flavors you can perceive. Let us know. Yeah, so you swish it around your mm. mouth, huh? I'm like some mouthwash. I love to swish it, man. I mean, it's my way. <laughs> and when's the salt come into play? Never. Salt comes in when we start switching. So when we're going to try this other bottle oh, right it's here. It's not in between like every shot. Again. <laughs> no, no, no. You can do whatever you'd like. If you want some, sh- some salt, take some salt. All right, no let problem. me try this. Yeah. Say what's up again to the people. What's up to the people? Well, you know, where, 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 where can they find you? Uh, you can find us at Mezcal Cinco Flores on Instagram and on Facebook. Hell Mezcal yeah. Cinco Flores. Let's do this. All right, so take a nice whiff of it, you said? Yeah, get a good little whiff. So how much do I, like, inhale for my first whiff? Just as much as, like, you feel, you know? What you're doing is preparing yourself to receive what you're about to, to, to take in. Take a little sip. Make some contact. Get it all, all up in there. All right. Listerine. See? This is like old school Listerine. Man. <laughs> now go take a good sip of it. Now a good sip. Not the whole thing though, right? However much you want. You know, this is all about you. I do I do I do little sips like you know. Like little concha. Yeah. Like yeah. a hot ass little, soup. Little, yeah, you know? yeah, soup sips. Like uh like we're eating guano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you got a good chunk in there. Swishing around. Eyes are a little water. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the. <laughs> it's like a. It, it's like it a, says fire, dude. It's fire. I'm telling you, that's the. Well, what is the flavor like, you think, for tequila. you? Tequila. Ah. Like, uh, right? Like. Well, it's in the tequila family, so they're they're related. It has, sure. that, it has that, like, um that punch, right? Like, with the good tequila. But not where it, like, takes your breath away. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so you're like, <sighs> but it's like, that's like the initial reaction because that's what we're used to, where you do it. But, like, I kind of feel, the way I drink it is I let it kind of like coat my tongue. Let me get then, some and salt. Then, and then let it roll to the back of my throat um, as I drink it. So I just do a little. <laughs> <laughs> so, shot of salt. Some wormies. I'm going to give everyone some salt. All right, dude, that was good. Yeah, watch. You're gonna start as we keep going. You're gonna start to like slurring. feel some depth in slurring. the flavors because you know you can't expect it all at once, right? Like when you lost your virginity, like that was the pinnacle of it all. But you got better, and it got better. You know what I mean? So you gotta like ease your way in. You, you got a point there. Yeah, you know, yeah. You ease your way I, in. I just got worse. <laughs> Franco, just play it. Franco, off. settle down there. Settle down, Franco. No, Franco. put that thing away, Franco. <laughs> <laughs> you already drank your whole, the whole thing. Damn. Nah, there's still. Colossos, let's do it. Are you swishing it? Well, let it like just kind of like. Settle I kid you not. A little bit. One time I bit my cheek, and like normally I would swish mouthwash, but I switched to mezcal, 
and I would swish it like every night, like every few hours, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> but it like healed like like in a less than a day. Boom, it was like perfect. Sweet. Oh, because you're just cleansing that spot. Yeah, I think the spirits of like the healing powers of mezcal, you know, <laughs> got into it. Like our ancestors. <laughs> so is it a party out there when you go to pick this stuff up, when you're like testing them and all that? Mm. Oh, man, it's like a, it doesn't, you don't mean it to be, but these guys are so nice, you know, and they want to welcome you and they want to like make you feel at home. So it's like the mezcal comes pouring, the conversation comes out of like their life story you know, it's just so it's a much. a swishing party. A swishing party. Because you're tasting like five different mezcals, you know? And the little jicaras that we're drinking out of right now. That's maybe. a jicara? Yeah, it's a little like nut that they've painted. They cut in half and they prepare it and seal it in there and boom, you got a, a mezcal jicara cup. Macara. Jicara. Bro, what got, what, what got you interested in this game? And to get into mezcal? the mezcal and all that. I mean, look at it. <laughs> I don't know, it's man. Delicious. It's, it's powerful, though. It's, it's delicious. It is. You know? It's the panty dropper. Yeah. Well, you know, it has, has a lot of connection with our roots. So, you know, I figured I would just go explore a little bit over there. And, and pretty soon. Love. Well, when you go to Oaxaca, you've, you, you taste real mezcal. Like, it's from there. Yeah, fresh and everything. You're right. It's not. aged. Yeah. I mean, it's not mixed. It's not made to, like, stretch. You know, and by the time a product reaches the U.S., usually it's, like, made to like last right like made it stretched out gotcha. they dilute it yeah or they make it like, like they okay. add things to make it last longer but this guy's when you go to oaxaca it's there and it's straight from the maestro just like you're drinking right now right so yeah you, and so the maestro has a bunch of workers under him that that get down with this recipe or how's this work yeah well the idea it's is all probably family right yeah well a lot of it's family yeah for sure i mean family is a big part of like our cultura right like there's also, like, the, the community, I think, is a bigger family, you know? Like, and I think a lot of it is, like, they are actual family, <laughs> you know, like, cousins of each other in some way. Because it's really that small of a community. So, uh, yeah, but everyone works together. The idea is that, like, they know that if I buy my stuff from the local hardware store to fix my palenque, it's going to help them. And I want to help them because they're probably my cousin in some way, <laughs> you know, or married to a cousin or something. So... It's this communal sense, right, of, of sense of community that you get there. And that's why when you get, when you arrive, it's like bust out the mezcal, bring out the, all the flavors, show them what we got because, you know, we're going to share everything we have because you're here, you know. We just want to, we want you to keep coming back. Do you yeah. have a personal favorite, maestro? <laughs> um, man. Do they listen to the roach clip in, in Oaxaca? Uh, <laughs> they should, right? Yeah. So, what's your personal favorite mezcal like type? Is it Berta? Is it like an aged one? Is it mm. how's that age right there? That's mm. a six, six years right there. Yeah, yeah. What it popping open right now? Can I drink water? Yeah, of course. Water, oh. swish some water around. Oh. It's actually good. Was oh, it good to swish some water yeah. around? Yeah. Well, you, you're you're good. You're gonna get some new, new mezcal. So where's your little hikara? Where's my hikara? Boom. Um, yeah. I forgot what I was saying. Um, <laughs> you were talking about... Here. See, it's hard to pour, pour mezcal and hold a conversation at the same time. No, mm. yeah, yeah, because you can't... Um, what's the word? All right, let's do this. Multitask. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, it's multitask. That's just me. All right, so All then right. Uh, cleanse my palate with some... Yeah, you can do that here. Oh, we didn't say what we tasted in the last one, but we'll have plenty of opportunities. 
Oh, we're going to talk about what we, what we taste in it? All right. So this is well, a yeah, six-year one. The idea. So you, you've, Ready, been Franco? Hold, you've been holding on to this for six years? No, I haven't been holding. No, the maestro's been holding on to this for six well, years. Let me, let me do it right. Put some, put some yeah. worm in my... Can I try one, side? Jamal? Take a shot. Okay. Oh, this one smells amazing. Some... Uh, Oh, wow. so they're over here. Do you, do you smell those turps? They're whiff, like whiffing away. <clears throat> I don't know. I get what? like a citrus kind of. Tell note. us. Tell us. Yeah. yeah. Right, you get that citrus note, or am I? Trying? Close your eyes and tell us no, what it's, it is. You, you it's like fermented. Um, I can't describe. It's like it's like a real sweet from not sweet, but like a real. Yeah, sweet. I get some sweetness out of that. It's like a harsh sweetness. Mm-hmm. That's all we're, we're it's a little more sugary, right? Yeah. Like heavier. It's a heavier smell. And that's because it's aged. So what we're drinking here is a oh. six-year aged Madre Quiche. Madre Quiche. Yeah. And that's I that Mother Kush right there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, I wonder if they're, they're related, right? And I can, I <laughs> Could can, like, be. taste that a little when I breathe mm-hmm. it in. So the aging process is in a glass jug, essentially. So it doesn't collect any new flavors. It's just exactly how it came out of the distiller, but with age to it. taste wow alcohol you taste alcohol <laughs> Ooh. dude that's a much softer you think like so the, yeah <laughs> did you take how big of a like half of it oh yeah oh man you gotta ease in tiger remember the conversation we had earlier <laughs> yeah calm down tiger yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's almost like a car- caramel you know as they say in the south side, you've got to lick it before you stick it. Drink <laughs> <laughs> it like a cat. You gotta <laughs> smell it before you spill it in mm. your mouth. It's clean. It's a real clean, like. Yeah, I've never had like uh, craft uh, agave like this. I just had like the traditional shit that they sell, like Corralejo, right? Mm-hmm. What's the one in the blue bottle? Tequila. Lobos. Remember that. Peanut always used to bust it out when he felt like celebrating. <laughs> oh, that big tall blue. It's a blue one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's tequila, man. With the yellow label. Is it? It might have been. So. I don't know. I got so fucked up on that a bunch of times. I remember yeah, one time. Uh, I was a hangover from that. One time my <laughs> homie's dad had bought a bunch for a quinceanera, like the big bottles. <laughs> Did you go yeah. down to Nogales and get them? Yeah, and so we went to his pad, dude. We bought like a little bottle of 5150. And we drank it by the pool. And we're like, fuck, they don't want to keep drinking. And that fool goes, hey, bro, there's a bunch of bottles, dude, at the pad right there. My dad bought, like, 15. He's off. I take, if I take one, I don't think he'll notice. I oh, fuck it. So he takes one, and my, one of our homies is uh, moving from his apartment. He's like, hey, come through and chill tonight, whatever. We're like, cool, we got bottles. It was Corralejo, the one with the deer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. It was a big-ass bottle, quinceanera size. Before when he made it in Mexico? <laughs> yeah, bro. That's the shit they have now? Exactly. So his house all packed up with boxes and shit. Damn. We're just fucking drinking, partying. stash. And we fucking finished that bottle. We're like, fuck, bro. Let's go get another one. You know what I'm saying? So me and that fool dipped to his pad again. All drunk already, bro. We jogged over there because we didn't want to drive. Jogged. <laughs> Your workout routine. We grabbed another bottle and then it was just fucking game over, dude. I remember fucking we punched that fool's wall and he kicked us out. Cause first like I don't know Like we weren't even mad Like we I just punched it And like Punched a hole through it 
And my homie mom was like, what the fuck? I'm like, bro, this shit's soft. Watch, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mondo hits it, bro, and breaks a big old hole in that bitch. And the dude looked like Wayne Brady, the dude who was moving out. Yeah. He's all right, guys, get out of here. Get out. <laughs> I was like, hey, bro, I'll be back Monday, dog, to help you fix it. Monday came. Monday go. went. I went like two Mondays ago. He didn't live there anymore. Like <laughs> bastards. <laughs> <laughs> But damn, bro, and uh, so his parents end up finding out, bro. So he had to pay him back like, like sixty bucks or whatever. It was like thirty bucks a bottle. Yeah, man. that's a big ass bottles. But yeah, dude, like all my tequila experiences always end up pretty crazy. Tequila's rough. It's a hallucinogen, I think. You know. Yeah. At a certain point, yeah. Everlast made me fucking hallucinate. What was Everclear? That shit made me hallucinate. <laughs> <laughs> when he was back in boxing school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back yeah. when he was singing uh, uh, House Black, of Black Jesus, White, <laughs> Mo- White Moses. Back when I was jumping around. Oh. Jumping Black around. Jesus. Yeah, that's why I can't even Black smell Moses. like tequila or any, like any like hard stuff like that. Like you still recovering? Dude, like, yeah, I'll bring back flashbacks like instantly. Like I could like want up like puke, you know, like if I smell it. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Like, that's how I was with Jim Beam. Man, yeah. for the longest time, Jim Beam, I couldn't. I, I still like. It's hard for me to smell. Yeah. But it's because I drank too much of it one night and puked it all out. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh man, too Same many one. bad nights with. <laughs> with the I was that fool that drove around with a gallon of vodka underneath my seat. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is over on that. Yeah. One, so I can say that, but <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, there you go. I allegedly did these things. You know, I don't know what I said. Now it's just a pint. Uh, he was under the influence. He was hallucinating <laughs> yeah, already. He was a hallucinogen. He was talking for his uh, little angel on his side. Uh, now he gets a trunk full of mezcal. Yeah. Well, I had a trunk full of mezcal, man. It's just too good. I had to, I had to keep sampling. Just trying to spread the word, too, because, you know, mezcal is not tequila. A lot of people. And then I hear the, the one thing I hear most of the time is like, oh, it's so smoky. You know, I don't like smoky things. Well, me- typically bad mezcal is smoky. There's no reason for it to be smoky. I'm starting to taste it. Yeah? Smaller sip, you know, Mm -hmm. ease in. See? So mezcal is like meant to be clear like that? Meant to be clear, absolutely. So this stuff cannot be bought anywhere right now? No. No. We're we're working on relationships with distributors. Okay. You know, to like just kind of get it all legit before we really start doing anything. National or? Well, you got to go state by state in the U.S. So it's really highly regulated as an industry. Oh, shit. So you got to. Get approvals Start at your home state, state, right? Yeah, well, I'm here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? I'm here with you guys, and like so that's. You, so you're doing tastings uh, if people were to contact you, or? Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I think I have to check with like our COVID restriction situation, whatever is going on here. But if you want to do something private, like you know, in your backyard or something, we can probably make that work. Just go to our Instagram page, uh, Mezcal Cinco Flores, on Instagram, and uh, you can just DM us there. That's amazing. Yeah. This is our our six year aged Madre Quiche. So it's a very special bottle, guys, because one, it's my last bottle oh, wow. of this. Damn, and he's sharing it with you guys. <laughs> it's a very what a mistake. Hola, my streaks is Arieli Garcia. That's Arieli. Arieli Garcia. So the second reason. Oh yeah, the cobre. So that's a copper. It's a copper distiller. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the difference between a copper distiller. Yeah. And, uh, so what do they do? Like chop up the leaves and boil them? Well, no, you don't. You don't cook the leaves. You use the leaves because they don't waste, right? But um, you actually use the corazones, the the 
core, right? It's the like main it looks, part of the main part of it, right? Is the, it under the ground that part? Or? Um, some of it, yeah. Okay. A lot of it's above the ground, and they chop off they they harvest that, and then they chop off the leaves, and um, and that's when you have to start the whole process, right? Like, you have to chop it up, and then you have to put it into the ordino and bake it, like roast it really, like they roast like. Have you ever had like birria de chivo when it's like in a olla on the ground, yeah. right? Like they dig the big oh, hole. Oh, so they roast that. That piece of the yeah. coffee plant? Yeah, so you take that corazón, you chop it up, and then, like, you put it underneath the, the ground into an, an horno, cover it up, keep it there for, like, three or four days, and then when it's ready, they pull it out, then they take it and, like, grind it with the tojona that I told you about, where the burrito's pulling the big rock around. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, they... they they put that. Oh, so they put it on the. They put a shitload on the donkeys. Or no, what? man. They throw it on the. On the, ground, on the, on the trail. Trail, yeah, like on the they're little. Just oh, on they're it they're as they're walking along. Yeah, I mean the donkeys to the side. It's not talking, stepping on the agave, right? But like. Going around the circle. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll have some of these pictures on Instagram. All yeah, right. We're just kind of like letting it roll out, and uh, so yeah, they put it on there, and and once it's kind of like mashed up, that's when it goes to fermentation in these like artisanal, you know, old wood like artesian like the vats right and then stays there for a while ferments naturally right a lot of places might like inject like yeast to make it ferment faster they let it ferment naturally in open air so it's like super organic and then when it's done with that they put it into the olla so that's what the olla refers to on the label this is an olla de cobre it's a copper um, distillation Oh yeah, <laughs> distiller. Oh yeah, what's oh yeah? Oh yeah, it's a pot. English? A pot, yeah. A distiller. Well, in this case, it's a distiller, right? But so it's a copper distiller. Okay. Right. Oh yeah, season. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's there's a couple of different ways to distill things. We only work with um, cobre, copper, and um, barro, which is clay. Oh, the okay. clay one, man. Oh, that's, that's my favorite. One. That's my favorite. Yes, yeah. what was my favorite earlier? You get that earthiness from it. <sighs> it's amazing. How is yeah. the difference, like, as far as flavor to you? It's a lot like what we're drinking right now. It's more like bass tones. Like, it's not, it's more earthy. You know, I like, I, I describe things by the way I smell. Like, yeah. like you're walking on a, like a wet, f- like pine forest floor, you know, has gotcha. like that dirt, mud kind of smell. Yeah. It's that. It's Do you there. drink tequila every day? I, I drink, I used to drink tequila, but. I mean, or I mean, uh, mezcal, mezcal every day. Oh, yeah. Uh, a couple of shots a day keeps the doctor away. You know, my tia Concha would agree that you have to drink a shot of tequila, and in this case, mezcal, to like stay healthy. Yeah. Por favor. And see you guys empty. Yeah, I'm ready for another pow. Pow me up. Mm, we'll I another, like it. We'll do a little bit more six here, so you can we can splurge a little bit. Yeah, once you swish it around for a while, mm-hmm. you start yeah. getting the. Well, do you drink whiskey straight? Yeah. It's like, I think it's like that, right? Like where it's strong and you do, like you sip it. I like it because it's room temperature. You know what I mean? There's a lot of whiskey drinkers that make the switch to mezcal or like they include it into like their flavor palette. I could see that. I could definitely <laughs> see that. Because it's not, it sounds, it sounds, uh, it's not cliche. If people, if people like drink from bars normally, and they get that, uh, what'd you call it? Industrial? Like the industrial. Yeah, it's like, all yeah, the commercialized. Gigantic. Yeah. yeah. This doesn't have that like a dirty taste to it. That like, pres- all that preservative taste, yeah, that extras they add. Yeah, it's like sugars and you know just different things to balance Keep it, it out, make it last longer or whatever. Or yeah, well, I mean, it's a, the difference is like a lab versus a like 
palenque. Yeah. You know, a lot they measure the pH. They keep it at a specific temperature for baking. It's all like very industrialized. Yeah. And then it's all done the same every every time. single time. Yeah. yeah, they'll produce hundreds of thousands of liters per right, month. Right, my strukes just fucking yeah. gives orders. Be like, here, yeah. chop two of these. Whatever you no, have, stick them underground for three days. Yeah. You know, then the, in this artisanal one, the maestro is teaching the people around him how to make, or her, how to make mezcal. Yeah, to create a new generation of maestros. Yeah. And even if they don't go into making mezcal themselves, they're familiar with the, the activity that sustains their economy in their, in their pueblo. So they're very, it's, it's, it's a community effort, you know, in many different ways. Bro, Oaxaca. That sounds dope. How is Oaxaca? Oaxaca is dope. <laughs> is there, Oaxaca is amazing. Is there pyramids there? Um, th- well, there's um, archaeological ruins there, absolutely. One of the most famous ones is Montalban. That's in Oaxaca City, well, just outside. Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> <laughs> Any um, alien sightings out there? Um, Probably, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not familiar with any, but since the pyramids are out there, I mean, you know, they're they're structures. But Montalban strikes me like really interesting because the whole thing's laid out very like in a grid format. What is right? it? Um, it's an archaeological ruins of the Zapotec, and I might be misspeaking. It's one of the either Zapotec or Mixtec because those are the two dominant. Like, so it's like a ruined city. Um, it's thousand like fifteen hundred years ago was when it was had people there, and ever since it's just been abandoned. So, but it was laid out, it was a very, it was a ceremonial site. So all the people from Oaxaca, um, I want to say there's seven mountains in Oaxaca. They come from the different like regions to meet there, to have their big ceremonies where everyone would come together. Oh, so like a certain time of the year. Yeah. Like South Mountain. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go hell at the moon with the coyotes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And so they get together, they play the ball game where they play all that. Drink mezcal. You know, drink mezcal, probably in pulque, which is very popular. What's What's pulque? Pulque is a it's a fermented drink made from agave. It's it's not mezcal, it's not quite mezcal because mezcal is distilled, but it's agave that's fermented. It's a specific kind of agave pulquero that's made into a. It's more like a frothy. Mezcal. It's like an horchata, but mezcal. Is it something <laughs> that they can make it a little easier? Like you don't need like the extra step in the factory or whatever. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Well, the working class in like um, you know the ancient times. Drank, um, este pulque, pulque, as like their work drink because it gave them like strength to keep working. Oh, you know? like like uh like the construction worker Mexicans like do coke now. Back then they would do, <laughs> back then they would do uh, pulque. Yeah. So when they go, <laughs> pulque. That means some more pulque. Yeah. Yeah. Does it go good with any other like drinks, like mixed drinks, as far as, or is it just meant to? Yeah, I mean, you can totally mix drinks with mezcal. Con una coca, güey. Yeah. Generally, if you you get a mezcal that's like a cocktail in a bar or something, it's with an espadín. And an espadín is a specific kind of of mezcal that has a very balanced flavor. It's kind of, it's more on the germane side of flavors, so it can be mixed with a lot of different things. You can make margaritas with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you you can make a margarita. Yeah, because it's a, it's a, like, cousin of tequila. So it's it, they're very similar. They can be interchanged. A lot of people switch out like whiskeys with mezcal um, because it has the same like Franco was saying the same kind of like flavor profile. Um, a friend of mine, actually my business partner Ian, makes a killer Negroni with with mezcal. What's a Negroni? Um, I, don't ask me to explain what's in it, but it's really good. <laughs> it's 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 like tastes like coffee. <laughs> Ooh, oh, nice. For me, yeah, I have a weird flavor palette. Hmm. You know. Wait, wait. It's a it's a it's a coffee drink? No, it doesn't have coffee in it. Oh. No. For it, me, it reminds me of coffee. 
Yeah. Anyway. Why does it taste like coffee? I don't know. See, that I would have to know what's in it. It's got to be chocolate. Does it look like chocolate? I don't even know. I know. What color is it? Black. Black. Damn, that sounds fire. It's good. It's kind of... Uh, would you use some of this aged agave? Um, no, I wouldn't. I don't think he'd use a six-year aged agave in a Negroni. Like, I, I I, would have a heart attack, but, you know, that's just me. Because it's, <laughs> it's a waste? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a waste, but, like, for me, it would be, like, enjoy it on its own. Because it's been aged for six years. That's in, that's incredible to have agave. To have mezcal that's aged for six years in vidrio. Like, the maestros typically don't age a lot of things, right? And and to have maybe even one or two years, you could find that more often. But five years? Yeah, that's that's a long time. It's a long time. Keep a wa- uh, bottle around without mm-hmm. drinking it, huh? Yeah, and again, we're not talking about, like, mansions that these people live in. We're not talking about these, like, big, giant palenques of factories that make this stuff. It's very very humble. It's a very humble life. So, like, to, for them to save these kind of things is very sentimental to them, right? Yeah. It either it means something. It's very significant mm-hmm. to them. Well, we're over here drinking it straight from the bottle. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of hobos. Too. Yeah. What do you think? I wouldn't say you're a hobo, Franco, but... <laughs> <laughs> that, that roach clip sweater looks pretty good on you, but... <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been living out of. So, Oaxaca, <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you do out there, man? If it's in the, Like me, if I want to go visit out there... Is there like a little tour I can take? With if the, we went to Oaxaca, what I would say is like, you know, you definitely want to visit some ruins and like check out the the cool stuff. There's this one place called um, Yerba el Agua, which is like a mountainside that looks like it's like a like a melting candle, right? It's like really, and it's been formed by like thousands of years of like tiny little drips of minerals that came out. Mm. It's freaking crazy. It's and stuff like that. So you go out and explore, and then all of a sudden you come back. And have a little mezcalito at night. Don't go to Oaxaca on a weekend. Do yourself the favor. Don't. I should say, don't do yourself the injustice of going to Oaxaca for a weekend. Packed. No, you won't. What are you gonna do in a weekend? You you gotta go for like a week. Oh, not just for a weekend. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's yeah, too yeah, much. Sure. There's so much to see the go for art. Like two weeks, right? At the least. art. Yeah, if you can, that'd be great. You know what? Let's just all spend the rest of the pandemic over there. Let's go. <laughs> do they need Do they need help on the farm making? Uh, Chopping out the mezcal, we could all come back as maestros. Uh-huh. Oh, Bienvenidos bro, that'd be a good show. <laughs> go live in a, go live on one of these places for a month. Yeah. Document it. Making a maestro. With P. Jimmy. <laughs> P. Jimmy. P. Jimmy and making the maestro. I show up in the hat. I'm like, all right, we're gonna make a maestro today. <laughs> Do you smoke weed out there? Is yeah, it? actually, one of our maestros out there um, combines weed with mezcal. Here, when oh, he, like he brews them together? Um, well, you can you can do that. I don't know how that would come out. I haven't tried that, but I've seen them like when they they'll like infuse it with with some marijuana that's in the bottle. Sweet. Oh, and they they just like hey, the weed just sits in there and yeah, and they I, they just let the weed sit in there and let the the agave do its do its work. Yeah, and then yeah. you drink it a few months later, a few weeks later. Yeah, I mean, some maestros do it differently because you know. Different like heat and stuff has different effects on weed, so and the different effects of what's in the bottle. So some maestros will just put the actual branch in there and just be like, hey, we'll mix it with mezcal, see what happens. Others do some like like they make it into an oil or something. Oh, now that's gonna hit right there. You know, like that's kind of yeah, they decarb it so it's ready to hit you in the ass. Yeah, see, that's my weakness. I don't know anything about. <laughs> but but see, it's that so somebody's doing that already out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you gotta bring some of that back. Well, but you said, and you said it's like, uh, it's definitely for medicinal reasons, right? Well, it has, they, 
we believe that it has medicinal properties. I should say that. Like digestif, I mentioned that earlier, right? It's mm-hmm. a digestif. Like you drink it before a meal to like get the get things ready to go, right? Yeah. And there's an old saying in Oaxaca, para todo mal, mezcal. Mm. Para todo mal, mezcal. That's a t-shirt. Y para todo bien, también. Mezcal. <laughs> yep, that's true, bro. Salud. Salud. Gracias. This is amazing, bro. Thank you for sharing this six-year-old with us, bro. I feel honored. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Six-year-old. What kind of show is What's going on here, Six-year-old Mezcal. Six-year-old Mezcal. Six-year-old Mezcal, brody. Come on, brody. Oh. Six-year-old Mezcal. <laughs> yeah, they could take that I was sound getting scared here. Uh. <laughs> Me too, huh? Me too movement. <laughs> Jeff Epps. What's up, Brody? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Just watching you guys drink away. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said before we started. He's, I'm going to watch these fools get drunk. Yeah, I'm just coping now. I don't know. Just, you guys are look pretty normal still. Still. Vámonos, Franquito. No slurring or anything yet? <coughs> I'm going to nah. take a big little. Oh, you're going to take a big one? Yeah, no, I've always Finish it all. Do it. Chug, chug. Dale, chug, dale, chug. dale. Un poquito de sal después, güey. Yeah. It's not that much, but actually... So with the salt, Ooh, I think Ooh. orange would be ba- this one because this one I, I get those citrus hints. Bro. You know what? Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find an orange in the bring it, bro. In the cafeteria, dude. We can just go down to the orchards right there in Baseline and grab a few. Dude, there's no more. Oh, that's right. They, they like built all over them for the gated community. Wah, wah. You're gonna go check the cafeteria. I'm, I'm gonna go try and pick some yeah. oranges. Yeah. We should like plant oranges out here. Vent yeah. diesel. Yeah, be careful, vent. Vent's gonna get you. I'm gonna take my phone just in case. <laughs> <laughs> there's an emergency. Tell them while. The Vent Diesel. Who's Vent? Uh, so Vent Diesel. He's what? the character, the, the legend, the le- the man, the myth, the legend. Not some dude like Vin a, Diesel. Some dude like in 06 or whatever died um, while school was on vacation. He tried to break in through the to the cafeteria through one of the vents. Oh wait, yeah, I heard and, about this. And he ended up dying there, bro. Yeah, the, yeah. And then like blood, I guess some liquid started leaking down the ceiling. <laughs> That's and it terrible. just stank, bro. That's how they found that found out that fool was dead. There's an article online. Oh man. Franco sent it to me. So oh, man. like what on Halloween night, bro, at midnight, we're all met up here. Like, let's go in there, bro, and try to cast this ghost. Cause they said that shit's haunted. And long story short, that motherfucker came and said hi to us. Like he started flickering all the lights in the auditorium, and damn, it was crazy. We got all that on video, so we're gonna send it to ghosthunters.com so they could break it down. But yeah, Vent Diesel's there, so he's gonna get Franco right now, bro. He's like, dude, this fool's right He's gonna grab him. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's been waiting for Franco. Yeah, it was trippy because <laughs> no one was near the light. We're like dead center of the auditorium. And all of a sudden... Bro, i never seen Franco run that fast in my life. <laughs> First one to the door was Franco, bro. Yeah, the other dude that was with us, Miko. Shout out Miko. He had a um, some app on his phone, I guess, that tracks down, like, movements or energy. Some type of, like, ghost app or whatever. So we turned it on, and, like, a white dot would appear, like, within the vicinity. Dun, dun, so we're dun. just tracking it down and tracking it down. And once we got, like, to the center... I'm all like, dude, look, it's right in the dead center. Right when I said that, fucking lights, lights. Fucking oh. started flickering and they went dark for a little bit. Then he just turned them on. And we fucking, after that, we just dipped out straight out the like door. Peace. Yeah. That's why you guys hang out in the side of the building now. <laughs> yeah. Now we shot hoops in there last time. That's where we're, so where we were chilling earlier, those doors are the doors to the auditorium. That's where Vent. Does he like slap away your jump shots sometimes? He d- dude, he does. He <laughs> He's like, bam. Fuck 
motherfucker. He helped me dunk once. That shit is. Dun, 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 dun. He's probably got Franco dun. Trap right now. <laughs> what are you doing with my oranges, fool? <laughs> Un- unleash my oranges, son. Yeah, but nobody knows. So who is this dude? Nobody oh, knows what he's doing here. But who was he? They know that, don't they? I don't know. Let's, let's read the article. Uh-oh. There's some Google searching. Franco sent it to me recently, so it, yeah, should, you have it. it should be like the, yeah. the article. Watch. Yeah, because um, people ask about this guy, bro. They watch the video, and they, they sp- they're they a little bit spooked. You That's believe in that shit, like ghosts and all that? Me? Like the Yorona and all that? I mean, stuff? you know. No. Is, is Oaxaca <laughs> is Oaxaca big in those conspiracy worlds? <laughs> I mean, if you believe in it, yeah, Oaxaca's totally there, man. Is it? Yeah, it's all day long. It's <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're all about their ghosts up there, or what? Well, I mean, they're all about their connected. I don't know if it's about ghosts, like ghost hunter kind oh, of like stuff. Like connected, like like Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, it's that kind of, of thing, right? Like Halloween and that kind of stuff. It's it takes on a different world over there. Like, it's more of connection and celebration of the past and celebration of roots instead of, like, spooky, I'm going to scare you unless you get candy or some shit. Like, the ghosts are actually your family members, right? Like, why sure. be scared of your tío or right. your nana or whoever? Unless your tío's a punk and then, you know, you got to be scared. got to swing at him and he won't even feel it. <laughs> yeah, but he's probably in hell. <laughs> you got to give him the left, the left jab. He's probably, he's probably in hell, though, if he was a punk. Tíralo. Now we're going to go back to Quish. Ooh. Let me go All back right. to Laquish right here. Boom. Los salsitos. Mm. Man, that sal de gusano is fucking fire. Yeah. Dude, that shit would be so good on a modelo. Rimmed up. And right? it's actually spicy. Like compared to like a tajin. Yeah. But you know, the, the thing is they sell similar stuff here, but the problem is they don't put gusano. The gusano is a secret ingredient. What do they just use? Salt and pepper? Sugar and all that nonsense. You know, all spice or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's fresh ground peppers, right? Probably sun-dried. Yeah, yeah. They're the, the red chiles that you find on there, the big fat ones like that. And then they powder the fuck out yeah, of them. Yeah, Well, the girl that sold this Puta to molcajete me. or what? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So the girl that sold this to me is, her name is Luz. And her her and her sister were taught to make sal de gusano from her, their sister-in-law's mom. <laughs> right? So it's a weird jump. But they were made told to make, they taught they were taught to make sal de gusano and they just like sell it in Oaxaca just with the with the tastings and with the different like people who come through getting mezcal that's that's plain you don't need like the whole lemon or none of that bro uh, just yeah yeah it's all just al natural cuz right here people put the lime right with yeah so that's a tequila way right yeah the lime and salt way. yeah you're, you're usually just taking shots this one you're sipping around dude mezcal is like what you drink when you're just chilling like what we're doing now you know just chilling talking this is work so now this is not aged so this is the the major difference here is that they're not aged so same same maestros different maestros from different little like little regiones and it's a different agave but they're both karwinski family agaves so they have kind of similar what's this karwinski um it's a it's a like a group of agaves that are kind of like strain the strain of agave sure yeah well he the guy karwinski discovered this like strain so they refer to it as the Kowinski mm. family but that sounds like a like a white last name right yeah he was i think german or something oh well and yeah. the mexicans just got on game well i mean he was it was during the time when like anthropologists and stuff were all just europeans right like they oh, were all digging up all the yeah all it was the a long time ago you know and still like a lot of anthropologists and oh stuff so are that's European. how they got introduced to to tequila that's how it originated there. It's, te- it's uh is me- mezcal 
originated in Mexico? Yeah, yeah. There's been a fermentation process of agave for thousands of years in the Americas, because this is where it's indigenous too. The Spanish arrived and showed them how to refine the distillation process to make it more potent. Mm. But they've always had something very similar to mezcal. And pulque has been around since the beginning. With the, I'm, I'm sure the very first person on this continent that found an agave plant learned to make pulque. Because <laughs> it is really that easy. They say that pulque comes from the heart of the, of the agave pulquero. And the way they learned to make pulque was they saw a lightning bolt strike an agave. And what came out of it because of the heat and the energy that mm. goes into that, what came out of it was pulque. Oh, shit. Damn, yeah, I wonder who, who who's the first person who tried this process. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. hey, let's let's get the heart of this agave. Yeah. Let's cut it up. Let's figure out how to make it some alcohol. Yeah. yeah that's that's some scientific science. shit, right? Yeah. It's just... You just but that's like thousands and thousands. That's how advanced motherfuckers were back then. I've been watching, right. I've been watching stuff on... On like the Egyptian, on the Egyptians and shit, bro. They were like so advanced with their shit. Even um, Nikolai Tesla, like a lot of his shit he was inventing and a mm -hmm. lot of his patents went back to like his theories of the Egyptians, how, how the pyramids right. would produce fucking electricity. Yeah. And that's something they've, they've looked into. Like the Nile River, I think, would, would go through it and produce some, like the river would go under the pyramids produce some shit and then just make that was like pyramids were electricity homes dude they're saying like egyptians mm -hmm. already had electricity way before that they had copper tips at the, the yeah the copper uh, tips it's it's crazy bro like when you go deep into these pyramids and shit it makes you think like who the fuck built these where's this taking because now they're coming out what that that there is ufos that there is aliens the government is bro there's this vato that just came out from I can't remember which which Air Force. I don't know. It's not United. I think uh, India. So he was like a top general in India for for many, many years, bro, like 30, 40 years. And he he finally, he recently came out and said that aliens are amongst us already, dude. Like all this shit was on the news. Yeah. And this vato spilling the beans. And I mean, who knows if it's true or not? They're already cloning aliens. But there's a lot of weird un un unidentified objects that they've, captured in the air bro like where well the, i mean where yeah, the government comes out like i don't know what that is if you if you see our universe as ancient as it is then you have to understand we're probably not the first sentient exactly. life forms on this entire galaxy right so if we were visited by aliens that means they're way more advanced than we are and they probably are here already including themselves you know but we wouldn't know so obama got asked recently like if he got briefed on aliens and shit, he said, yeah. He's like, I plead the fifth. No, but then, yeah, that dude asked him, uh, so uh, are they are they here? Like, are aliens real? And he's like, dude, I can't answer that. Like, just move it's on. classified, oh, man. Are. It's classified info. Like, if they weren't, he would have just been like, nah. But, you know, from like a, like a humanist perspective, with the Egyptians anyway, like, you got to think, with, they had resources in abundance. They had lots of sunshine, lots of minerals in the desert, citrus, and water. They knew how to make a battery. An apple? Oh, An apple. Oh, yeah. Carrots, no oranges. Oh, here's cranberries, yeah. uh, orange flavored. Yeah, we could probably do some carrots. <laughs> Pear with the carrot. Oh, to apple juice. <laughs> cranberries are indigenous apple to this juice. continent. We could probably do those. I like to pair mezcal with like indigenous <laughs> foods. This will be good. The cranberries. Cranberries, orange yeah. Orange flavor. Yeah. Chocolate and 
Regular milk. Yeah. I bet it's a good pairing. Oh, not chocolate milk. You're going to shit the bed tonight. Ooh. <laughs> mezcal and chocolate milk, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't go there. That's no. diarrhea waiting. It's, yeah. it's your asshole ready nuggets. to get attacked by the apocalypse. No way. No, I can't do dairy, man. I'm not doing that. That's my uh, my my indigenous DNA saying no way, Jose. I was about to ask, are these edibles? <laughs> they're they're edible. <laughs> they're eatable. I'm gonna pair this shit right now with this. Yeah, let, me, let me smell the cranberry now. Come on. These are like chicken. Oh, chicken nuggets. Yeah, like chicken uh, things. Look, one of them look moldy. Chicken forms. <laughs> I'm alright with those. I'll just Ooh, go. Those are good. Mm, I think it actually has a good pairing. It does. I could already tell. Did you just have too much? Holy shit. No, that's great. Now we're drinking um, the quiche, the regular quiche. The from, regular, is that um, what's in here? From Doña Berta. That's what's in there, oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. It's all the quiche from the agave. Bro. Bam. Cranberries. That's a good pairing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to confirm if cranberries are actually indigenous here because my gut says yes. My mind is telling me yes, but my body... It's Tommy absolutely. Oh, <laughs> double <laughs> approval. I'm ready for a refill. What are we gonna? What are we smoking? On? I mean, <laughs> drinking mm-hmm. on next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the American cranberry. Yay. Association. Yeah. <laughs> the American this is, cranberry association. <laughs> this is the uh, pairing of North America and Southern North America. <laughs> mm. Sweet. What are we drinking? Yeah, let's go. Let's go to another cup. And do a little bit more Berta Quiche. You got the smallest glass of us all. Oh, thank you. <laughs> also got the smallest hands. It's not the size that counts. It's the drink. It's how you drink it's it. It's a swish. How oh, you doing over there, Franco? It's all in the thrust. My goodness, Franco. Franco, slow down. What's up, Franco? Uh, update us. What's going on this weekend here at the at the oh, at the fairgrounds? Man. So we got at the pa- at the Palacio of de Franco. Palacio de Franco. There you go. Palacio, Palacio de, de Franco. Franco. They have horse fucking rodeos and shit. Right? Mm. Be fun. Huh. Um, starting off Saturday, we got Las Calacas. They're going to be here in the garden uh, doing about a three-hour show, noon to, noon to three. Yeah. So if you're interested in some cumbia fusion, some cumbia rock with voted Phoenix's best party band. They're going to be here, 6401 South 16th Street, over in the garden area. Outdoors, very, very COVID uh, responsible. and uh, Everyone will be masked up. Yep, masked up. Temperature taken. Yeah. All protocol. I'm check, checking for, uh, for colon cancer, too, you know. Everything's taken rectally. Yep, so. And... Uh, be ready to pull them down. Yep. <laughs> bend, bend over. Yeah. Don't bend over and pull them down. Pull them down first and then bend over. Bend the knees. Yep. Cough and say 54. You got to save time. Yep. A lot, Just of, people, <laughs> a lot of people mm-hmm. to go through. Mm-hmm. 54. Mm-hmm. 54. Mm-hmm. 54. <laughs> 54. One, two. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's $10 a head. That's their last show of the, of the year. So that's pretty dope that they're. That we were able to collaborate and get them, get them situated here, um, and then that's a daytime show, so twelve to three. My marbles, huh? My marbles. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, later on that night, over in Glendale, uh, Old Town Glendale, La Perla Sports Bar, uh, the homies 
the Phoenix Funkettos gonna be tearing it up. Star Child and the Gang. Star Groove. <laughs> Remember from Miko? Yeah. Star Star Child. Yeah. Yeah, Phoenix Funkettos this Saturday night. Yeah, over at La Perla. That's a beautiful Ooh. thing. I can't wait till Saturday though to watch the the Calacas Blacks. get out. Yeah, so that's gonna be dope. So that's a. Are we starting earlier that day or? Yeah, right. Start yeah. a little earlier because they start at twelve. Yeah, yeah. They start like at ten. Probably. Dang. Yeah, that'll work. That'll ten a.m. Mm-hmm. It's a morning cumbia. Yeah, morning cumbia. Pop up a pop up cumbia show. Yeah. So uh, are you gonna be cumbia? here? You should come join us, dude. I'll see fun. if I can break away from the tree lot, man. Oh, the oh, tree yeah. lot. Yeah. yeah. Remember, he's selling trees. So I'll cruise by though and grab a tree then. Yeah, come by. Over there on Central Avenue, south of Alta Vista, north of Baseline. Take a little shot with you in the back. Boom. Yeah. We have a good bar. You can come in. You got to wear your mask. You got to wear your mask, though. I wear my mask. I always yeah. wear it. Actually, yeah. For the most part. We'll do some mezcal shots out in the parking lot. It's like my thong. <laughs> it's like the, the way my thong covers my taint. My mask covers my mouth. And sometimes they're they're Sweet. they're the both they're both the same thing. Yeah. It's all poetic. <laughs> you got to, like, switch them out. You know, change the scent. Hey, we're talking. Was it you, Franco? Like now, if you like about if, thongs, if you're in a public restroom and if it, like there's no toilet paper, you could just wipe your ass with your mask now instead of your socks. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. That wasn't me, but. <laughs> That's very helpful information. Right? Like, oh, shit, I got a mask in my pocket. Oh, I got it on. Like, why don't I smell shit? And then boom. you take it off and boom. Like, kick your ass out when you walk out. Like, like I was leaving anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I was on my way Kick me out. I'm done. Give me that toilet oh, paper. Oh, bro. Or you're about to shit your pants. Put that as a barrier. Between your butt cheeks, like a tampon. Oh, like a all right, so I don't improv diaper. Like if yeah, like if you drink this milk right now <laughs> with this agave, <laughs> on the way home you better have a couple improv diapers. Did I drink all my little hikara in one go? Oh, let's do it in one go. No, Man, no, that, no, you, no gotta, you don't. Your hikara is big. Too. I know. Oh, you. Oh shit. Oh shit. Uh, Yours is so deep. Hikara foul. <laughs> Got excited. He got a squirted. Mm. And we put them together. They're like little pokeballs. Bam. One ball to control them all. Is that the wrong movie? I'm down for another one. Yeah? A little, a little more quiche. Damn, nah, this is getting jacquees. But it now, now know, t- it doesn't burn you anymore, right? Nope. It tastes even. It tastes so good. The more you drink it, mm-hmm. the better it tastes. Because you're developing your palate. Hey, dude, I'm developing like the hallucinogenic aspects right? of it that you're saying. Yeah, like kind of like the. It just feels dope. I think it's the disco ball. Probably that too. <laughs> Let me get some cranberries. Is there any more cran brand? Dang. Cran raisins. There are. Now Franco wants some. Uh huh. Yeah. Trying to hide Franco. <laughs> I've been poking at him. I see ya. <laughs> Can't hide that mustache. I've been poking at those. Bro, this is heaven sent. Boom. Here, we'll put these now here. I see what you mean with the orange. Mm-hmm. Cause it has that like tanginess to mm-hmm. it, right? Bro, because I was even tangy. taking a piss. I was like, this shit tastes good. Like, God damn it. <laughs> that aftertaste, man. Yeah. yeah, I was like, God damn, Franco's a goddamn genius while I'm pissing. <laughs> we'll rub one out in there. <laughs> but, you know, Franco only bought one little bag. Damn, I don't think I could squirt that quick. What's up with Franco? He only bought one little bag. I know. Well, I, I just grabbed this bag. I didn't know what was in there. Oh, like with everything? Because yeah. he was running away from the ghost man. What's that guy's name? Vent. Vent Diesel. Vent Diesel. Oh, Vent. I don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what his real name is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's Vent. Vent. Hey, yeah, bro, I vent. love your attire. It's really uh, Thank you. classical, right? Thank you. 
It's a guaya vera. Because I remember I was trying to get my my daughter a dress, but like made like that oh. with the patterns. <laughs> oh yeah, just the patterns. It's not hand the, embroidered, man. Not the not the skirt you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said a dress. Don't, don't flatter yourself. Yeah, yeah. I can make her a dress out of this. But are those handmade or is that like Amazon? No, it's handmade, man. This came from Chiapas, from San Cristobal de las Casas. It's hand embroidered, handmade, and almost sounds like he's making it up, huh? <laughs> so they crochet that. They they took my measurements and then they. Oh, damn! Super tailor made. Homie. Yeah, man. Yeah. And How long does that take? The process to two get days. Out? I got in two days. These motherfuckers are sewing machines. These are Mexicanos, man. They know how to work. Oh yeah. I'll tell you that. Handcrafted, hand sized. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So, it's just. What did they ask you? Hey, what is color this this way? Well, I picked it out. Right. <laughs> it was a store with a whole bunch of them, and I was like, I like that one. And we put it on. It was huge, and they took my measurements. Oh, I thought I'm going to fucking sold it from scratch. <laughs> no. Oh, but check this out. Look at that, that button. Hold on. I love shining this off. You see that button right there? Yeah, I do. All the buttons are exactly the same as that. What does that look like to you? It's very agave. special. Well, it's not agave. <laughs> yeah, it's like a mountain, right? A mountain ring. It's a no, man. What's it made out of? Plastic. No, guy. Let me Clean. see. Yeah, Franco, the genius. Look at he's putting his glasses I like to it. I see a nice desert setting with the nice sunset. What's it made out of? Is that tiger's eye? No, man. <laughs> Brody, what do you see? Come here. You gotta come. What do you see? Brody? It's trivia night. Whoever can guess it will get it. Oh. Yeah. Is it the agave? All right. So, what do you taste that's different in this one? Than in the last, the five year age. Let me see. It's like a, it's like a fossil amber. It's a what? It's like a fossil amber. Boom. Yeah, it's amber. I can see it. <laughs> 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 it's amber, man. Oh, I thought you were talking about the design on it. No, guy. Okay. I was like, I saw a little nice sunset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, little that's birds. What amber, that's what amber <laughs> does. What do yeah, see, little birds. What do you see in the stone? You're hallucinating. Well, I think it is a hallucinogen in that case, right? See, that's that's what you do is you get a, you drink the mezcal and you look at amber and what do you see? It's like your future. It's like, shh. Oh. Mm. Bright. Right. And then that thing around your hat, is that handcrafted as well? Yeah, it's hand, hand woven. It's um. From Miyagi. Yeah, it's wool with cera. With, Maestro with Miyagi. Some, uh, wax. Wax, yeah. Oh, that's what they. Yeah, that way it like, doesn't like, you know, wool's real like scratchy. It's real soft. Are you still Gorgeous. selling it at the tree lot? Um, yeah, we have a few items left, a few choice items to go. What are you selling but, there? Well, whenever I travel anywhere, I kind of like, I get to know a lot of artists. I get to know a lot of like mezcal makers and like, because I visit these tiny little pueblos. And in the pueblos in Oaxaca is where they make like embroidered like shirts like this and embroidered handbags. And they, they use wooden um, looms to make the, like, the wool to make carpets and things oh, like that. Right. Those are a bit more earthy to me. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. the, is this the Ñejo? No, it's a yeah. Mamacush. This is Squish, that's the, the, but it's not aged. Yeah, so I get a more of an earthy taste. Mm. Too, as with the other one, I get more of a sweet, citrusy kind of... Uh, mm. Yeah. Hints, you know, hints mm. of that citrus. Mm -hmm. Kind of like when you smell a nice fruity nug. Ah, yeah. Do you think the, the other one is a little more sweet than this one? I do. Yeah, what do you think, Franco? What do with the I do. Mm. You think the it's a little salt oh, and the cranberry? A little gusano. <laughs> it's like using this the cranberries as like chips. Now you know what to buy for your next pairing: a bunch mm -hmm. of cranberries. 
Absolutely. Cran raisins. Bunch of craisins. Craisins. Orange craisin over mezcal. Um, orange flavored, so that probably helps too. How the hell are they orange flavored? They probably fucking spray them with terpenes. Yeah, they're artificial <laughs> flavors. With orange pee-pee. <laughs> but we'll have oranges, so, you know. Um, no, it's very good. Like, just to sip it, enjoy the conversation. It's that drink, right? Yeah. Now we're like, let's do another one. I mean, it's like, yeah, pour it up, pour it up, but it's... Uh, but are we a quarter into each bottle, pretty much? Uh, we're no, about a quarter. Limit. We're an eighth and a quarter. An eighth and a quarter. Mm-hmm. That would be what? Three-eighths? I'm feeling, uh, it's like wine, you know? My math. It's like wine. <laughs> I'm so proud. After, after a couple, couple in, you get a little lusty, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah. I already feel like Aww. jumping on Franco's arms. Mm. Yeah, don't they all? Recreating. These arms of mine. It's here to hold you. <laughs> the invitation's you. there. I'm yep. going to take it. M- would you mind? Uh, More mezcal? Oh. Now, Franco, let's give you some aged. Yeah, some age them Age you. Age it up. Age now it up. you're going to be able to tell us about this aged and what you think, how it compares with the quiche that you just drank. And we're drinking out of these really colorful jicaras with the goose painted on it. For good luck. Because that's why, why, just... Why do they use this and not like... Because uh, this is what they use traditionally, right? Not... Well, you can also use glass. Like when we give tastings, I don't typically do them on jicaras because they're really unstable. Mm-hmm. I use what are called velitas. They're little glasses, shot glass shaped. But they um, they look like, because they are, the little glass candle holders that are at the churches when you light a little candle. Oh, so they use the, the outside part? The yeah, when you the melt all the wax, yeah. you have all this glass left. You know, you can get them refilled with wax, but what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> refill them with mezcal. Quicker. Get a little mezcalito in there. Boom. All right, Franco. What's the verdict? Break it down for me, player. <laughs> Break it down. What's it gonna be? So what's your goal like to um, make a haiku? <laughs> what's, yeah. what's, your goal to, what's your goal to uh, bring this mezcal over and uh, but to to spread the word you're saying you're doing tasting tastings? Yeah, there's I'll, a lot of education that has to go into mezcal because when we started this, it was like, oh, it burns and oh, it's so lo- it's a lot and I don't taste a lot. I taste alcohol. But now what are we in like 45 minutes in and now you're tasting actual flavors. You're you're. You're understanding the differences in flavors that you're getting between the two. And during a tasting, we have six. So you, you do six different ones. And sometimes, you know, if we want to con- take notes and compare notes, we'll go back to another one. <laughs> so it's a, it's a process of education, a process of, like, sharing. Right. And for me, it's just like, you know, you get to see. You get to really taste it and understand it through. If you can't be in Oaxaca yourself seeing it and tasting it, the very least you can do is taste it. That way it brings it to you. What what um, how's how's the reception been when you do these wine tastings? Do you change people's minds or mezcal tastings? Well, I mean, yeah. are people already going there with the open mind, like fuck, I'm gonna get fucked up, or are people kind of? Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a little bit of everything, you know. People yeah. are people. You got your enthusiasts and your ones who just want to don't care about taste or nothing. Yeah, you know what's been like really good about COVID at least is now I'm I'm doing a lot more private tastings where one person will organize their friends. So they're friends. They're at least they know each other, you know, and gotcha. they they can they have that kind of vibe vibe to them. So in some ways, it's a little harder because they have that vibe and like you're the newcomer. But in other ways, it's like they get to communicate with each other when they're doing a tasting. They they share their flavors more openly. I mean, we're having a tasting right now. This is amazing, yeah. bro. This is incredible. Franco just brought it up on Saturday. We we're talking about what were we talking about? Um, 
and you're like agave. Oh, about pairing it with weed and have the yeah. blunt master general pick the weed and the right blunt to do mm-hmm. it. I love that idea. I, I think f- me too. For me, dude, in my flavor palette, this would go great with blunts. You Absolutely. swish it around after you, you know, gulp it. You hit that blunt to fucking cleanse that palate for the mm-hmm. next drink, bro. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, this is well. When this when, is this is amazing. When Jimmy brought up uh, how people say it's smoky, that taste, it's almost like a tobacco taste. If mm-hmm. that, but not not like that wooden style. See, thing. I've never drank. Yeah. I've never drinking anything from the like agave plant yeah. Yeah. and just enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's always just been. Orale, cabron, otra, 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 until right. you're fucking passed out at. Two in the morning, you know, everybody's <laughs> in the living room. It's part of the Baracho Athletic Club. <laughs> it is. Well, shout out to Payaso. This right. is Payaso brand. Oh, yeah. Shout out Payaso. Yeah, he, he got down on this one. Uh, branding away. Yeah, branding away. Yeah, it's something to be like, mezcal is something to be enjoyed with people, you know? You can sit and chill and like read because <laughs> I'm studying, so I do a lot of that. But you can also like enjoy it with people and just share and talk because you're not trash. You're not like party, like, you know. Kicking yeah. over the lamppost, <laughs> you're you're chilling. You know, it's, it goes well with smoking a blunt because when you're smoking a blunt, you're also just chilling, yeah, passing exactly. it around, yeah. passing it around, talking. But it would make a good flavor combo. Mm-hmm. And then like you're also nice eating fronto leaf, dude. Because you know, if, nice if you eat an orange when you're blazed, it, you get that like quenched. You know, mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And this goes with oranges. And you're in Phoenix. It's like the home Go of the orange. A bunch of tortas. All right, let's get like some Since Brody chamoy. can't drink, since Brody's not drinking right now, what what type of weed would you pair the aged one with, Franco? What type of weed? Oh, here, let's, let's, say, let's say right now after we, we drink it. Mm. Which one's this? This one is squish. Squish. This oh, is not the, the non-aged. Oh, I did, didn't I? <laughs> well, you're getting a cold blend. What does that mean? What's a, oh, so I'm getting a cold blend. Yeah, a cold blend. What does that mean? So I just created a cold blend for you, Franco. It's 50-50. Um, so you watered it down? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. You did what the Americans do? No, no, no. Actually, I enhanced it because the now the Madre Quiche and the Quiche are are blended, and it's called a cold qui- a cold blend a because... Cold <laughs> <laughs> you guys are bad. It's called a cold blend because... They're both already distilled, right? The quiche and the madre quiche are already distilled, and then they're blended together. But uh, like uh, a hot blend is when they're distilled together. <laughs> a hot queef. <laughs> a hot queef. A cold queef. <laughs> All right, oh. So wait, uh, a hot blend is when? When the two agaves are um, combined. They're combined in the distillation process before it becomes mezcal. Cold refers to after it's already distilled, they blend them together. That's it. They mix. Oh, to create another a blend, a whole mm-hmm. flavor, yeah. another yeah. flavor for your for a that whole palate. New world. Yeah, because there's ensembles that are hot blended, right? They they do it. They combine, you know, two or three different agaves before it's distilled, and they distill them together to create that blend. Or there's also ensembles that are, you know, three, two or three different agaves. Already distilled, and they just mix them and create like a balance with it. I don't think I like it like that be- because I I could once the 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 quiche is like I feel like it's a higher taste profile. Oh, you didn't like it and, right now. And mm-hmm. then whereas the the what's the other one? The six the year aged mother that quiche. One, that one's a that, ticket. That one's kind of like real. Ticket. It's real low profile, right? Mm-hmm. So on both, it's kind of like taking my taste, but but it mm-hmm. might just because I'm I'm um. I got used to both of them separately. You're resistant to change, Franco. Is it more <laughs> a male and female? 
I mean, that, that's kind of a... It's an interesting dichotomy. Yeah. They're, they're two... They're two uh, uh, I would say it's more, one's more earthy and one's more uh, fruity. Floral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One's, one's like an OG Kush and the other is like... That's a, what I'm... Like a snack pack, you know what I mean? Something that smells really good and mm-hmm. also tastes really good, you know, when it goes down the gullet, you're just like... Mm. One of my favorite... Uh, I take it back. My favorite... Um, Strain is I was gonna say your favorite sync member. Oh, um, <laughs> the the fat one. Yeah, Fatone. Yep, Joy Fat one. Mm. Um, and this one did leave, huh? Probably. That was like I gotta get the last bus. <laughs> 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 um. Oh, la- with lamb's breath, because it kind of has that lemony sort of that that because it has that lemony taste to it. Mm-hmm. With that and. Uh, and this would taste really, really, really well, I think. Yeah, I think, like, the, the pairing with a little blunt action, because it's just a hint of tobacco gives it that smoke. Yeah, so I'll put a frontal with the OG Kush with, mm-hmm. the, with the Quiche. Mm-hmm. There you Not go. The, and then with the aged Quiche, I would have to do, like, some kind of, like, Durban poison, like a nice high sativa, mm-hmm. where you, like, hit the sativa, and then, yeah. like, hell yeah, I could keep yeah. fucking, you know. Well, that's even, like, a wax or even a, like Elon a pen. Wax. Like a pen. Well, or, uh, or even like like a joint, like a real just subtle joint. Well, the two that we're drinking right now are very earth earthy, right? They they have a lot of there's either floral or there's like earth tones. Okay, there's one that's called a tepestate that is a little a, quite a bit more floral. Tepestate. 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 Right? So you drink a tepestate, you would want something to to combine it with something that is that is lighter, lighter, a lot lighter. I think tobacco wouldn't do so well. I think that would be like a paper or an, even a wax, right? Something that gives it that you can still kind of like it's like a white wine pairing with fish, right? Like it goes together. All right. A nice dab. A nice little dab, Mrs. Dab. This will go good with blunt, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is really earthy. It's leafy, right? Like I said, it's like a walking in a wet forest on the on the on the ground, like mud, leaves. You know, it's very earth. Playing dominoes, you know, with your homies. Yeah, bones. Bones, throwing them bones with some nice music in the background, some earthy fucking jazz. You're now tuned in to 102.9 KDIF. This is smooth jazz with your host with the most, Franco. Yo, what's up? The latest beat (laughs) by the jazz art, newly formed jazz band, Acrograft and his crew. Sponsored by Mezcal Cinco Flores. Skibidi <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I need a reef, refill. The reefy. Okay, so you were just drinking quiche. Uh, yeah, quiche. We're going to get you back to the five, six-year-aged. <sighs> there's, ta- there's a taste I can't put on it with the with the quiche that I cannot put my finger on it. You can't pinpoint it? I can't. It's, it's kind of like getting on my nerves. Well, Franco, you know, many have told me about their problems finding the quiche. <laughs> Tonight you'll make a quiche. Make a quiche, Franco. <laughs> make a quiche, Franco. Make a quiche. The quiche is within, Franco. May the quiche be with you. Have you, you. found it? <laughs> is it more floral? Live quiche and prosper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quiche, your thirst. That's gonna be my <laughs> next T-shirt, right? Live quiche and prosper. Quiche. Let's do it. Quiche your thirst. We'll quiche your thirst. thirst with a quiche. And when you want to upgrade, get the madre quiche. Yeah. Hey, the madre quiche. La quiche. All right, so we're all drinking the six-year age now, right? 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the second reason why I like the six-year age. Try to take a shot first or? No, well, sip it. You don't want to take a shot. Okay. Sip, sip, sip. So this six-year aged comes from Doña Araceli and her family. Doña Araceli shared this only with us. Te queremos, Doña. Because, you know, we, we've become closer as we've gone out there more times. Ay, and we've ay, just ay. built this relationship. And she shared with us at this time. This was the last batch of mezcal that her husband made before he passed away. Oh, shit. The six year? Yeah. Damn, that's why so, so it's that sentimental value in it. And that's the last batch? He's been, yeah. he's, he's been passed for six years? He's been passed for six years. Well, rest in peace, Don, Don, Don Araceli. Don Araceli. Don Araceli's husband. Don Araceli's husband. Oh, Salud. Salud to him. And to anybody who's lost anyone during this pandemic or just throughout times that you miss anyone especially during you know holiday season and shit just remember be be glad you're alive and they'll be happy to see you alive and just keep them in your heart you know what i'm saying like we said ghosts ain't about being bad ghosts are your relatives they're coming back to say what's up you know i'm gonna say what's up with this six year man rest in peace carnalito rest in peace Now you're Franco. You owe us a flavor profile. What are you tasting? I feel like I've been getting flavor profiles the whole time. <laughs> been flavor profiling all day. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting flavor profiled today, son. <laughs> That's right. Flavorly profiled. It's just, so the so the the other one. Soda? It, it's a it's dry, soda. right? Soda. 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 <laughs> Little soda pop. Um, because now it's dry, mm. as a dry taster, right? It's very mm. floral, but it's it's a it's a dry taste. Would you say it's like a like a sand dry or chalk dry? Like no, 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 no. Or salty dry. <laughs> it's like a dry where um. Dry rub. Once you drink it, there's a there's a there's a there's a real bold aftertaste, that but it it dissipates right. Yeah, there's a little aftertaste there. Yeah. So there's an aftertaste. I wouldn't yeah. say it's little. I would say it's pretty bold, and it kind of sits in the back of your throat, what would you on call the that back aftertaste? of your tongue. Um, that's what I. That's the taste. I'm trying to figure out what you it taste is. That aftertaste, deep throating. But <laughs> let me hit, let but me. It, uh, but it sits on the back of your tongue, right? Like it, it really coats and it, it coats your throat. Gracias. And um, but like I said, it's very dry. That aftertaste is like, because that's what like. You get that in a madre quiche, right? You get it. But here with this one, because it's aged, it's toned down. Yeah. So you can really you can really feel it. You you perceive it a lot more. The flavors are right. really there already. This is a little compacted in already and Yeah, for me it. flavors are like heavy or light, you know? Yeah. And this one is a little heavier. It sits lower on the palate. It's more like Because cause the other one it doesn't um It's a richer. Lot, lots of times like with tequila, okay. With tequila it's so strong and it's so pungent. It makes your mouth oh, you um, salivate. Down. It makes right. your it's your mouth salivates right away. Where th- this it 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 kind of it mutes all that, mm. and you drink it and and it, it kind of it almost relaxes your 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 um the taste buds in your mouth for you to just really taste and en- yeah and enjoy the actual. It's almost like a little sauna effect. Just like gets you a nice relaxed mode. Mm-hmm. Which tequila, that shit makes you want to fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> makes me want to fight. I'll say that. 
This is definitely a drink for lovers, not fighters. Oh, Franco. Franco. Oh, so sentimental. You're going to make me cry. Hey, we're past that point. (laughs) I call call that aftertaste like a um, ongos, like like a mushroom, like a mountain mushroom, you know? What's your taste profile? You've been asking us this whole time. We haven't <laughs> asked you. I suck at giving taste profiles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're trying to fucking yeah. get our quotes to mm. put them in your <laughs> in your brochure. Add this to the portfolio. <laughs> Amanda, <laughs> add this to the portfolio. Citrusy. Floral. <laughs> See, I I definitely taste citrus, but in this one, it's like a, it's definitely like a mushroom. Is that the flavor. six year right there? Yeah. And it's also like a asparagus, asparagus, you know, Brussels sprout kind of flavor. Like there's that, there's a ten, like a ting, tanginess at the beginning, but at the end it's like a pungent, you know, like it lets you in, like maybe a little buttery. It's really, yeah, it's never too pungent. I would say that. Yeah. It's the aging. The aging really calms that down because it has time to just settle in when, when you have a fresh quiche, for example. Yeah, well, this one just was recently distilled in, you know, March. Yeah, flavors so. are still all over the place. Yeah, the yeah. I mean, it's given, it's had some time. It's almost been a year, but, you know, it's not five, six years. Six, That's yeah, a long time. It's yeah. a long time. And, and imagine, you know, I've got a couple of bottles that I've just stashed away because I want to, like, age, age them. them. Do you write the date? Yeah, well, they're on the bottle, man. Oh, they are? Yeah, yeah it's right there. They've been on their photo since day one. Boom. And then what we're going to start Agosto doing is 2020. what what I'm going to start doing is putting put some tape around that. So, <laughs> so the oh. bottle will be empty by the time <laughs> He's <not> too late. <laughs> by the end of the week, that bottle will be gone. Just how strong the ink smell team, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> fighting his way out. Yeah, th- this one's definitely, it's a, it's a richer profile, right? Richer. Think it's rich. Like, I guess that's where, because which one are you talking about now? The six year. Six year. This one I would pair with a chocolate, like a dark chocolate, Ooh. Yeah, like an eighty percent, ninety percent cacao. Like it's it's real like heavy. Even a coffee, like a really rich like espresso. Con un bocadillo. Boom. Like a coffee. Right. Like what would go good with like coffee? Like well, a cafe de olla. Oh, like a blunt. No, this wouldn't be a good cafe <laughs> de olla because this this is very so. sweet and cafe de olla is very sweet and so it'd be really r- sweet. It's too much. You would need like to balance it out with a little bitter, so. Like a like a cafe or like a dark chocolate, mm, bring beer. that bitter in. Um, yeah. It depends on the beer, yeah. No cervecita. Could be. In between. You know. I like Indio, man. It's my favorite. That's your favorite? Yeah. It's my I favorite haven't cervecita. drank Indio in a minute. Indio's a bomb. They put my yeast in the beer. I used to like it. Amazing. I remember that though, because QT so sells it to yeah. this day. You can find that at QT. Can't find it at Food City anymore. No way. Damn, maybe you can't find it at QT. Though. Or maybe it's always out when I'm there. I don't know. Hey, did you guys know Tecate's being sued? For what? For being brewed in Holland, allegedly. What? Allegedly. For us? Well, because um, who bought him? Uh, the other, what's that Holland beer? The green bottle. Uh, Heineken. Uh, Heineken. Heineken bought him. And I really? guess uh, their batches started being. <laughs> they started bringing them over there. Wow. They're tasting like Heineken. <laughs> so there's like a lawsuit going on. Like Would you say that was Tecate? Yeah, the Tecate beer. Oh man, I like Tecate red. So it was it was who sues them? Like who's probably some, some idiot, disgruntled some, beer drinker, some disgruntled rich beer drinker that could probably afford a nice afford lawsuit. lawsuit. But then yeah. why are they? Yeah, they ain't drinking tecate. Why? Because they probably find a loophole. Like, <laughs> hey, bro, this says it's brewed in Mexico. I just found out, bro, that during COVID they just fucking shifted from Holland the whole time. But, you know, you know they bought. They're using the old, old Heineken building, bro. The old breweries, the fucking rusted ones. So they probably are. So they say, look, that tastes like Mexico, bro. So fuck them. 
would sue them. If they like, if, but the thing is, like, if they follow a recipe, and that's the industrialization of like the process. That's what I mean. So they could make it. So like, no matter where they make it anyway, they can make it on Mars. It'll taste the same. Exactly. You know? yeah. At like, this point, they could. Who cares? But then, again, that's the thing. It's like just mass produced. It's like how billion dollar fucking buyout though. Yeah, but how how valuable really is just a piece of plastic from China? Not really that valuable, right? But if you have an heirloom that's made of oak and like, you've taken care of it over the years, that's valuable because value comes with the process of making it to begin with and then the aging time, right? This is the same way. The process to make mezcal is not easy. It's not like you just wake up one day and be like, hey, you know, I'm going to dig a hole and yeah. put some plants in it and all of a sudden I'm going to have mezcal. It doesn't happen that way. You have to learn it over time and generations. It's passed down from maestro to aprendiz. And like the, the apprentice, when they get it, when they get the, the palenque and they, they really get to start making mezcal, they know the, the teachings of the maestro. They take that into account, but they also put their own toque to like give it their own that little twist. twist, you know, their own their own signature, really, because they're an artist. They're, they're really an artist. Working on it and being around it already. They live their life. They, their entire life is making mezcal. Yeah, based period. on what they've learned, they can be like, hey, if mm -hmm. I do this to it, you know, we'll add this little. Right. Like Doña Berta. Whatever. I'll tell you a little bit about Doña Berta. We're not drinking her, yeah. are we? No, we're drinking. Yeah, we are. Doña Berta. A maestra? <laughs> She's definitely a maestra. She's amazing. She grew up in mezcal. Her father made it. Her husband made it. Mezcal. And, you know, in these societies, it's not like men do this, women do that. Like, everyone does everything. You have to survive. And so she grew up picking agave. She grew up taking care of it. She grew up, you know, cutting it with the machete. She grew up just doing every step of the process. And so for her, it's just what she's done her whole life. It's nature. just what she does. You know, it's nature. Exactly. And now she's she's passing it down to a group of, of aprendices that are, some of them are her family, some of them aren't. And with the idea that she wants to continue the lineage, you know, just the traditions. Yeah, she needs some help around the palenque, but in doing the process, you're also learning it. You know, and that's the trade. And it's a beautiful thing. You're passing knowledge down of this art that we're, we're drinking art right now. Yeah. That's what's happening. Learning from the best. Yeah. To keep the best. And maybe even improve upon the best. Exactly, yeah. Right? Like you said, everyone has their little token. Yeah, that's why we go out and taste, right? Like, just like, you know... Every artist is an artist, but there's some art that, you know, more people enjoy than others, period. Yep. And so when it comes down to mezcal, like we, we pick the mezcal that we enjoy for sure, but we also think about like, well, what's missing? You know, like anyone can just bring a mezcal and sell it, yeah. but what's missing in this whole situation? And it's the story behind the liquid. It's exactly that. It's exactly. the palenque. The whole process from beginning to end. Huh? Yep. Even even from the land. So one of our other maestros, we're not drinking him today. Him. We're not drinking his mezcal. <laughs> Body of Christ. <laughs> he, uh, he, he's, he went to business school. So his family are mezcaleros. But they made, they like earn, they're like small business Salud, people. Franco. Hold on. Hold on, we're saluting. Wait. You need a refill? Yeah. I need a refill. What the heck? You got Sorry. me. You got I, me yapping. I refilled myself, dude. Hey, self serve. Not, all right, hey, cool. I, I just want to make sure that's not like a cardinal mezcal. Uh, Never. Uh, a not, faux pas. Not, not with me. Hey, uh, thank you, brother. Thank you for this. This is amazing. Sorry, brody. I'm glad to share it. Huh? Sorry for getting. You want some sal? Oh shit! <laughs> hey, you want some sod? Can you can you no, sod with water? Can you eat it with orange? <laughs> <laughs> go to save. Who's gonna go run down to the store and get some oranges? You want some? No, man. I would milk. not recommend 
part pairing chocolate milk I with. No, I'm saying him. He, he's not drinking. I got some. Ex- I got some expired orange juice in the fridge. Ooh. That you know, be a little fermented and. It's like a kombucha by now. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Ooh. Oh, Franco. Man, that must got burps up pretty. Uh, it's a digestive, right? Bur- like is that, bro. There's what? nothing comparable to this, right? That like you can get it anywhere in the market. No, not not that I'm aware. I'm maybe, but the one one thing I could kind of, and this is a really fucking weird way to describe it, but it's almost like eating onions. And what I mean by that, it's uh, if you like onions. I so love onions. Ro- yeah. So romantic. Yeah, like. I know. And that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like a bad way to say it, but. Bad breath. N- not bad breath, well, but. both of you are wearing onions. Are wearing. Eating onions. It's all right. Yeah. But oh, when, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when you. Make out session. Kind of when you. We both ate in and now at the and, same time. And it has that. Damn. And it but has if, a she, if she's like, hold the onions, like, fuck, hold the onions. <laughs> but it has <laughs> that, guess, that, that spiciness, but it's a savory. Does that make sense? It's like that spicy, yeah. savory, can be a sweet. That's kind of that flavor profile. That's for true, because when you cook it, it becomes something else. Yeah. But I yeah. S- smell it now. Yeah. Smell it and see if it smells the same as the first time you smelled it. Mm-mm. What's different about it? It smells like a flower to me now. Mm. Yeah. Como la flor, como la flor. <laughs> yeah. Tanto amor. I heard, Tanto I, I, amor. I heard that, that series is pretty bad. No, was, I, have it's you watched the Selena? I haven't watched Selena. I want to, I want to, but I want to like dedicate time to actually watching it. You know, take it in. It's gonna be a Christmas thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just saving it. Hey, Mexicans <laughs> celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve, bro. Do you guys yeah. do that? Yeah. Until midnight. Yeah, and then you, and then you, you go, go to midnight ham. mass, and then you come home and open presents. <laughs> no, nah, we don't. We yeah. skip the mass. No mass. <laughs> Because Mexicans are like, man, there ain't no Santa Claus. I bought you those gifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they put their name on there. Yeah. From not, not to fucking whatever. It's not like, uh, you know, white people, they got to wake up from early. Santa. Allegedly. I don't know. I don't know if white people actually do this. They but come down the wake They got to wake up early and like, look, at Santa left you. Wow. Wow, mom. And the cookies are gone. Ma? He left nothing but crumbs. Wow. And, and Santa is real. <laughs> and even the reindeer ate the carrots. Wow. And there's reindeer poop on the roof. Look, Joey. What are you doing on the roof, kid? Daddy's eating, <laughs> Daddy's eating the reindeer poop. That's amazing. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> big, big old baby Ruth hanging out of his Daddy. mouth. Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> now you trick your kids. Mm, it's magical. One, I'm going to do that this Christmas. <laughs> reindeer poop? Ruth? Yeah, I'm going to say the reindeer left the shit, and it'll just be like a melted uh, candy bar. Yeah, baby Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to grab it and eat it. I figure my daughter's going to flip out. <laughs> <laughs> what? You That's reindeer poo. My uh, Santa, Santa busted out laughing and pooped on hey the bro, floor. Hey, bro, she baby. soldiered it last year. She was up till midnight, bro. Really? She was like, I'm Jumping her gifts and fucking passed right out. Yup. And then we did the we did the white Christmas <laughs> the next day. Her Santa Claus gifts. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Look what Santa. Oh, yeah. So oh, like, because I was at my mom's house oh. and then Desiree's yeah, like, you know. Desiree's like, leave some toys here for her because we're gonna say Santa got these. But it smells good, doesn't it? So when I say white, by white people, I mean me too. Because <laughs> I left the cookies out. We left fucking carrots for the reindeer. <laughs> Did you leave little cochitos, the little <laughs> gingerbread pigs no, out? No, I think we made like, you know, just the generic cookies that you buy from Walmart that you can just throw in the bake. And like the, Oreos? They're already like pre-cut and everything. Because <laughs> I was like, Preheat in the oven. Yeah, you just five throw minutes. Them, yeah, you throw them in the oven five minutes and Santa eats them. Boom. Santa's like, bam, son. Thank God for Walmart. So well, we this, this this year, uh, right outside the fucking chimney, it's going to be a big old turd that I'm going to eat. <laughs> 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 like, look, maybe well, reindeer's poop. I'm going to tell Victoria if she wants to try it. 
<laughs> Put on gloves. Oh, she probably run, bro, and scream. She screams fucking loud. It's good for you. Well, not when we were kids. Uh, what we would do, we would go to my grandma's house. Mexican side. Uh, yeah, and uh, well, it was my mom. Yeah, but uh, her do, mom's do, house. Do uh, Filipinos do midnight too? They did well. That, so her, my mom's dad they do is Filipino. All night. <laughs> <laughs> they sing Journey. <laughs> Take. These you broken beings. I know that. And load the ply again. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Thailand is nowhere near the Philippines, but I mean it's kind of. But um, when I was in Thailand, everyone was singing John Denver, "Take Me Home, Country Roads." Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Take me you know what's home. crazy about Islanders, like Southeast Island, uh, Southeast Asian, and uh, Islanders, Pacific Islanders, is they love country because it sounds a lot like um. Meow. <laughs> it's they like country because it actually does sound like a lot of traditional island music, huh. and that's I didn't realize that till like because I hate country. Yeah, bro, I had a but homie who was Filipino and fucking every time I'd be like, "Shut up for your Asian." He's like, "I'm Pacific Islander." <laughs> I was like, "Shut the fuck up, bro." So you, he's I'm like, New Mexican. What was he yeah, Filipino? I was, yeah, I was like, you're yeah. like, I'll be like, you're like the Mexican of, of Asians, bro. Yeah, the so, short so brown with fucking square heads and that no nobody necks. likes. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> they're all, they're, they do all the work. And there's your Manny Pacquiao. Well, you know, in Oaxaca, but, they also have like the little, you know, they're very short and brown, but they also have the little tuk-tuks that take you around everywhere. And you find the tuk-tuks over in, in Thailand on the islands and What's stuff. What's a tuk-tuk? A tuk-tuk is, um, it's a, imagine a motorcycle, okay? And then there's a trailer attached to the motorcycle. How big is that trailer? Um, it holds two people. It's small. All right, right. Small, two bikes, right? I'm just picturing, picturing. Or, or one frame. But like the whole thing is enclosed, but like in a V. So you're the driver, and the V is like right where you're at, and it comes back out to hold the two people behind you. Oh, okay, okay. Like downtown Phoenix, the dudes on the bike. Yeah, like the dudes on the bike, but it's a motorcycle, and they're like. Oh, smarter. Yeah, but it's not like a like a trailer that like does the like you know hitched up. It's like one piece, and it just goes like. All together. Yeah. It's crazy because in Bangkok, if you're in a car in Bangkok, you're not getting anywhere. But you have to get those little tuk-tuks or a motor Why, the traffic's just fucking it's nuts? It's crazy. You don't have a, the traffic doesn't move for hours. You'll sit, Literally, I've sat there for hours. It's terrible. But if you're in the well, tuk-tuk. the longest traffic jam in like Thailand or Bangkok for like four days or some shit like that? Is that wow. the one that has the 50-lane highway or whatever? Is it? I don't know. Somewhere does. I think China, China right? Or China probably. Like lane highway. And they yeah. just still clogged up. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. It just made more so people, people leave. Yeah. Like the Hernandez household after Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so this Bangkok traffic is that crazy? Yeah, it's nuts. There's just so many people everywhere. And Bangkok is like packed full. And so like if you're in a regular car, you won't be. And like, dude, okay. So imagine, I don't know, the I-10 here has like what? Three lanes, four lanes, something like that. Four lanes. I think like five lanes. Five lanes. Imagine five lanes now is eight lanes. Because cars Ooh. have taken up every inch of space around you. Oh, so go. there's no lanes. You just do what you got to do. Y- if you can get through that, well, you get to game. go. And if you can't, well, you're you're stuck. Line, yeah. Right, and you're holding everyone else up behind you. Is there you. Geico over there? <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> they eat gecko, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Geico ain't definitely not there. <laughs> I imagine not. They eat gecko and those Aflac ducks. <laughs> ducks are good, though. Hanging from those windows. Yeah. Aflac. So yeah, you're not getting. But if you get a motor taxi, like the bike, they're, so they're guys on like. Oh, and they're just zigzagging through wherever they fit. Yeah, they're like dirt bikes, and you just jump on the back, you grab onto them, and you say, "Take me here." Dirt Ooh. bikes. And they go around. They go through all the traffic, all the cars. Ooh, and they like do these crazy turns and get you there. And they run through red lights because if there's no traffic coming, they don't give a fuck. The cars can't go. If the car passes a red light, it's like death. <laughs> you but know, the motorcycle. Motorcycles do. like 
like the cops are in cars, so try to catch them. You know what I mean? So they That's zip. true. No, f- no plates. Yeah, they zip. Well, they can't go through the traffic, right? The motorcycles like zip. Yeah, the guy with mezcal oh. holding his balls, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> holding a bottle. I think it's how you're like uh, American. They they, they want to pick you up. Oh yeah, you're gonna pay. Yeah, but it's like cheap. It's like sixty bucks. It's still, it's yeah. like nothing. Are you allowed to get drunk over there? And what do they get drunk out of? They encourage it. <laughs> what are highly you? encouraged? Like, what are you drinking over there? Beer? Um, I was drinking some uh, Thai whiskey, actually. Ooh, that that's what brought good. me back into the whiskey world. I was telling you all earlier, like I can't do Jim Beam, and that was for like a decade and a half. It's crazy. But then what got me back into the whiskey world was going to Thailand and drinking the some Thai whiskey. whiskey. Well, their whiskey. It's 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 whiskey. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's man. It is I mean, what it is. It is what it is. Yes. That's the best way to put it. It is what it is. You're not going to get like, you know, a hundred year old whiskey. Like, wow. That's great. But it's good. It's Thai whiskey. That's what you got. Uh, that's what it is. It's what you got. There's nothing else. Like you can get vodka and that's tequila and all that. But it's sake. Oh. If you, if you ever drink, if there's a taste that sake has when you just drink it by itself without beer. Oh, yeah, it's like a little uh, margoness. Don't put water in mine. I want mezcal. Let's see what we got. We're going to do. We're gonna switch to the six-year age. Switching back and forth. Oh, 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 oh. So let me show you this. Whole it, it, it's a, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, show us a little, the little trick. A demonstration. Well, let me serve you guys first. Yeah, he's going to blow it. <laughs> Who's going to beat the drum? I'll play myself. A little mezcalito. Because why not? It's Friday night. It's simple, it's Friday night, and we're here to drink. Everybody, take a shot. But now you realize, like, you can taste a lot of sweetness in this, right? <coughs> it's not like a harsh. Thanks, Franco. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. It's cool. The mascot kills it all. Like, it's, like a, it's a very soft flavor, mouth. and then Franco's like, It's just worm salt. Franco, thank God you're beautiful because, you it's know. It's the worm salt. I was playing the stomach drums. I was playing percussions on my stomach. Mm. It caused a little movement. That's true. This sal de gusano is the bomb. They made it by hand, by the way. See, the thing is, like, we search out ways that people are still making a living, but by th- with their hands. Because hands are an art, right? Like, we have these things that we can do. Dolphins don't have hands. They're very smart, but they don't have hands. So mm. they can't make mascot. <laughs> right? Babies it's, have hands, but they can't make They mascot. don't know. They don't have the skill. Ooh. Yeah. You know? They lack yeah. the skill. And that's the other thing. But eventually like, they'll be. The, it's able-bodied as they can. Gonna they'll be able to type out a message in like like a half a, half a second flat. Boom. Jamal could have made Muscat home. Jamal. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty dumb. Where's King J? <laughs> 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 he, le- he leaves randomly. Well, you know. He's that guy. Duty calls. Oh. <laughs> it is what it is. You weren't talking enough about him. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> Booty oh, calls. You know, when I get on mezcal, it's just I, I, all I care about is talking mezcal. No, it's cool because that's why I love it, bro. Is, I love your this passion. This is interesting. For it. This is interesting. That's what I mean. I want to know where that came from. Where did your love and passion for mezcal come from? Aside from the gallon of vodka I used to drive with under my car seat. Um, yeah, but that's not mezcal. <laughs> no, it's not. No, that's but I did like potatoes and stuff, so it kind of counts. You know, I think I like I like to think about the origins of things. You know, like where did we come from, and why do we have you know laptops, and where did mezcal come from? How old you were know? you when that happened? Oh my God, I don't know. When you got that awakening, like I love mezcal. Um, well, for mezcal or for like in general? Just for mezcal, like well, right that was now where you're at right now. Hmm. That was back like four months ago, man. 
Oh, like, so damn. I'm a recent Wait. convert to mezcal. I'm an evangelist to if, mezcal. If I, could, if I could interject, I think a lot, just, just knowing Jimmy, I think a lot of it comes from um, his love for travel and new things and experiencing like new, like obviously, I mean, we've been, uh, we've been around the block, so like we've had plenty of alcohol and to experience in a new way. But I think the other thing too is, um, again, knowing Jimmy and his, his hunger for tradition and where those traditions come from and and being connected to not only those around you but those um from the past that are no longer here or or those who have shared in that experience i th- i could be wrong i could be completely wrong go but on I, franco but i think <laughs> being a psychic right now but i but i think that's i think vent vent what's that guy's name venti venti he said no oranges but here's some, venti cafe. Here's some thought speaking we're having a seance. But I think um, that's what I see, right? When Jimmy talks about his when he, his passion, Jimmy? right? <laughs> when, Jimmy, when Jimmy talks about, you know, the, the history of, of the Mescal, but also the, the traditions of um, it being passed down, it being um, even even the, the sustainability aspect, right, of how of how it's the the culture and how because again correct me if I'm wrong but didn't you say that they specifically employ women at at the farms? Yeah, well, one of our maestros does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of our maestros. A little mixture, blend of both. But I think there's that there's that yeah, story. Yeah, I think right? I think there's the is there maestros and uh, or and maestras or is it just maestras? There's maestros there's and maestras. maestras. Yeah. yeah, there's both. There's there's all. I should say. Everything. Yeah, I mean, in in. This in these pueblos, life is about is living with each other, right? So it's not about like the rules of society as much as it's about like yeah, buy me this, bring me this, you know. Mm-hmm. They help each other out in that way because Walmart's really far away. La Walmart, la Walmart is muy lejos, right? <laughs> muy lejos cabrón. So like, <laughs> so they help each other out a lot, <laughs> and, you know. I, I like I like the the connection to roots though yeah. you know like I have roots here I'm proud of those roots and the more I discover about them the more I want to learn about hey, they them. they make bomb mole right in Oaxaca in Oaxaca yeah there's some good mole in Oaxaca heck yeah there's there's a whole mercado dedicated to mole in Oaxaca yeah because that's what's up bro that's that that's that real mole too that's not, mole man it's, it's not good like shit you buy in the jar right no it's not the, come on now yeah no the jar is just like a fabrication of what mole is. Right, it's a replica. It's like Don't as close as we are. have is to like replicators right now is like jarred and canned w- watered things. down version. It's as good as you can get without actually cooking it yourself. Yeah, that's not fire. Some dude I was listening to, I forgot what podcast. Say he went to Oaxaca and there's this place that just makes a uh, mole with turkey. Oh yeah. And they said that shit is. Yeah, there's a spot he, in the mercado over there. He saw that shit is so fire, bro, and they just use turkey. That's yeah, all. Yeah, well, guajolotes use. are native into that area. You know, ah, chickens are not. Guajolotes oh, are. So. What? Yeah, chickens are European and Asian food. So Actually, it's, it's they started in Southeast Asia. And Thanksgiving every day. <laughs> yeah, a lot of guajolote going Better around. than that, bro, with mole? Wait, are they giant turkeys or are they like oh, smaller? turkeys. I have just a picture on my phone. Have you ever had like. Just a turkey, Like, turkey. like your ex girlfriend, Franco. <laughs> 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 she looked a lot like that. Have they gobbled it down? Have you ever had a handcrafted mole? Yeah, that shit is fire. Artisanal, dude. artisanal yeah. mole. But mole takes so long. It to does. Actually. Just made from scratch, so it's just so different. 
We have to grind every single herb and nut and thing Hoagies that you have chilling. So you taste it all like it's so authentic, fucking earthy. I've never had mole. Yeah. thick layer. Well, the, you know, like the, yeah, the, thick, they bro. they put the love into the food, right? It's not like a food processor. You push a button, it's like round mole, yeah. bam. It's they have to put their elbows and shoulders and into that it, sauce you know? is just on fire. Yeah, like it, it took work. You know, a lot of folks don't realize that to survive before food processors and electricity took a lot of work from both genders or all genders i should mm. say right like it took work you couldn't just like have a meal what's like pop it in the microwave what's your favorite gender my favorite gender afterwards my favorite place to eat in oaxaca <laughs> it sounds so stupid i don't even want to say it because it's ridiculous we have to go everywhere you go right you're like no. we gotta go here so, when, we should, when we go there so okay there, well there's two places and, and there's a very good reason why i'm not trying to cop out because I'm a huge advocate and fan for Chinese food. I love Chinese for food. For me, that China. Yeah. And, like, wherever I go and whatever, I, whatever travels I am in, for whatever reason, if there's a Chinese food restaurant in this pueblo, it. I got to try it, you know? And so there's, a, there's one in, in Oaxaca, Centro, where out front they have this giant, like, doll that they use in the parades and stuff. That's my favorite Chinese food spot. My favorite restaurant in Oaxaca, Centro. But <laughs> hey, but is there's authentic Chinese food, right? Uh, it's all right. Is it Chinese people making it? Yeah, yeah. It's they speak right. Spanish, though. That's oh, dope, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's all the Chinese people. Are, like Chinese migrating. people can't speak Spanish, Franco. What? I'm just saying that would fucking mind fuck me if I see a. Hey, bro, I went to Comida China and TJ. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of times, bro. Yeah. It's fire. Yeah. It's there's fire. a spot in Hermosillo that I love. And, and it's just dope. Fool, they come out here and fucking just talk Spanish. You're like, fuck right. yeah. We're like over oh, there in Spain. No. Oh yeah, dude, we had comida china in Spain, and it was so fucking bomb, in uh, my in, in Madrid. Mm. It was fire, and the dude, the whole family was Chinese, bro. Bam, they yeah, come and bad. serve you, and it was probably the best Chinese food I've ever had. There's this Chinese food restaurant in um, Chinatown in Mexico City. It's the only Chinese food restaurant in all of Mexico, well, all of Chinatown, where there's still a Chinese chef who makes everything, like prepares oh, everything. All right. It, that food so it's not like amazing. Arizona Chinese food where it's just a bunch of Mexicans. Mexicans, Mexicans make some good Chinese food. They do. I'll flip around and walk on you, Franco. Don't worry. <laughs> I got you. What's the best Chinese food wah, in, wah, in uh, Arizona? I love pho. There's that pho place. That's not Chinese, I know. But nah, it's not Vietnamese. Right, but uh, I'm, I'm expanding your question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Devang? <laughs> no, I loved Devang before they kicked me out, and so I protest them Yeah, now. you get kicked out of everywhere. <laughs> How'd you get kicked out of Devang? How the <laughs> fuck did you get kicked Did you not pay? No, I didn't get kicked out, but it's, it's guilt by association. Oh, you got, fr- you got jimmied. Fred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fred? Oh, rest in peace, Fred. Oh, but he rest in peace. But Freddie got me kicked <laughs> out of Devang. And Freddie got me kicked out of Diamond Chinese Food Restaurant, too, up there on Wait, how's, 7. How's he get you kicked out of Devang? Because he, has, he like, insists. He's like a line-stepping Chino, man. He insists that he's right and about he's how a to chef. Chinese food. He's a chef. But he was a chef, poor guy. He passed away many years, a few years ago. So maybe they'll let you back in. Oh, man. Well, now... You know, if they've changed management. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, no, the same one. They, they got a different security guard alone, now. Though, like, All right, uh, but I loved that place right there. Diamond Chinese food on Melrose, like 7th Ave and North of Indian School. Yeah. Bam. That's fire. That's great. East side of the road? You're at a west. What's yeah, that? Oh, that west. You're thinking about the buffet that's Hold over there. On, like, Third Ave in Third Avenue Avenue Osborne, China Star. China Chili? China Chili. That's just fire. Oh, man, I think yeah. It goes down. They got wow. a little corporate you know, oh, did it? I yeah, think. It was, they got a little like we're gonna expand and then back in the day that show was fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good right there when it was on like the back roads of 
You're a bit too little. What do they call those flour? The little things where they come and just fucking feed you. Little carts. Oh, um, dim sum. You ever been to the dim sum right there on 35th Avenue? Camelback? The Great Wall? That's just fire, right? Yeah, yeah. Bro, you can sit there and then they just charge you at the end. Kind of like with the rotational sushi. Yeah. Like how many plates you stack up, that's how they charge you. But it's like ladies just walking around, bro, with different types of carts. Yeah. Hey, you want this? You want this? From ah, dim sum. I love dim sum. <laughs> <laughs> you go around with, the, with airplane carts. <laughs> Fucking probably. Um, there's a place out in. Oh, there's a place. Uh, Casino Arizona. The Casino. The um, their buffets. I that think ain't all I, dim. I think it's like Tuesdays or some shit. Do they serve dick sucks? <laughs> <laughs> That at the buffet. <laughs> no, but I want to say like Tuesdays or something. Hey, bro, how about we put plug the thing in in a bit, like after, and do a, a, a tasting with the blunt. Mm. How we were talking. Wait, what thing? After oh, we're the, done with the podcast, mic, the I'll mic? bring the little mic and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Dude. no, no, no. I mean, the. No, I would bring yours better. Your, oh, uh, oh, you want to do it on that? Yeah, and it's, yeah, because it connects her to Audacity. Ooh. And just do kind of like a, you know, like uh, an extra, after show. Like a bonus. Hey, yeah. so stay tuned for the bonus episode. I'm going to just plug it into this part. I'm going to pause and then. So this is what we'll do. Roll up a blunt. Roll up a blunt during that break. And I'll, we'll go outside, huh? Yeah, and then they'll come. When we come back on, you know, then, uh, you know, share the joint with us. <coughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I was choking on something. It's just mezcal. It's like it's clearing your. It's like clearing out your fucking body. Like clearing out your. your Toxins. Yeah, kind of. Like, no, I'm saying like we'll continue the episode out there as a bonus. Yeah, so but the listeners could roll up a blunt on that oh, moment of yeah, silence, yeah. you know? Exactly. Hey, go uh, maybe put in a, a Funkettos mix. Hey, remind me to uh, clear that trash can. Okay. Can I put uh, three uh, cans in there? At least just take the cans out. Yeah, we'll, we can throw all this shit in there too. No, all right, we'll, perfect. We'll just, throw, we'll just throw everything in there. Perfect. Um, you got blood wrap, Brody? But yeah, and then uh, what was I gonna say? But Chinese food, Chinese food, Chinese. No, I've been going on my for the past like month, two months. I've been on my full kick and ramen kick. Yeah, you've been fighting it. I saw today ramen. Last, uh, my last ramen yes, experience sir. was too. Uh, I didn't like it. Where'd you it go? Scared me. Everything was too raw in there. Too raw. Like the huevo wasn't really cooked. Nothing. Well, so I was like, oh, I don't want this. And so I tried it, and I was like gagging the whole time. <laughs> so with so with I threw uh, away like most of it. Like a poached. It was like poached. Yeah. Where like the 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 white parts cook but the yolk is still yeah. little. Yeah. So that um so I just learned this recently because I I I like a a hard boiled egg where it's cooked. Right, yeah. But bro. What, I, what I found out was um halfway through, you don't have to do it this way, but that's when you break open the egg and you mix it up real quick, you mix the yolk and it gives it like another taste to it. So that's why it's oh while you're eating it yeah 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 so that's why because the thing the thing that I noticed a lot of people the mistake that a lot of people make with um Mezcal. with uh <laughs> with Asian like soups or stews is they take their time and they eat it but you you're supposed to like eat Slurp it fast it up. yeah you're literally supposed to eat it quick and uh, um oh for real you're just supposed to like, yeah you're, you're like supposed to get their hungry like like slurping's like Encouraged. allowed. I won't say encouraged, but it's not looked down upon. And um, yeah, I've seen some fools just go ham like that. Oh, fucking Chinese! <laughs> yeah, but like turbo. Like I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm just it in. drinking the like bowls and That's shit. That's why I take down some street tacos. Right. Oh, 
So, um... Some hot dogs, brody. Oh, man. Those are some hot dogs right there at the University in Hermosillo. Bam. Have you ever had a momia? What is... No. What's a momia? Momia. It's momia? like a... It's a mummy. A mummy? Mummy. A momia. Yeah. It's a... What is a momia? A bacon-wrapped hot dog? It's that a... Uh, like a mummy. It's a hot dog wrapped in bacon. That's wrapped what I just said. Wrapped in a flour tortilla. Oh, well. And then they put a little chilito on it and they cut it open and they put some cheese in there. Fire boy. Bro, where is this at? Ooh, it's the University in Hermosillo. Ooh, fuck. Oh, I got to go over there. Have you ever made it at home? No, I've, had, I've never tried, man. It's, it's like a, an art, I imagine. You know? But, you know, you, it's, you, you knock away a few of them. It's like, bam, fire. And then there's some, some uh, dogos. Amomia. Dogos over there in, in downtown like Hermosillo. Like hot dogs, but uh-huh. they have this bread that's on them. It's like a sweet kind of like Dongos. soft sweet child bread. Yours. It's like a bolillo bread, but they cut in half and it's real Ooh. pluff. They put the little salchicha in it and they oh. put some mayo and Damn. like some re- oh, relish. They have those ones over there on 24th Street. Have you been to those? Indian school? Yeah. Yeah. They're all right. But they're, no, they're good. But yeah. But well, those are like regular hot dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bro, Mexico, I've had the best food experiences for sure in my <laughs> life. Absolutely. Mexicanos know how to eat. There's this place like past Rosarito when you're like driving down past TJ and all that where they just sell seafood, bro. And you get like a whole lobster for mm. like 10 bucks. Come down. Yeah. And you eat fucking fish tacos and then you just walk around, bro, the beach. Right. And, but it's nothing but fucking food, food, food. Well, see, because like with the thing you got to really, not you, but like people got to really understand about Americans. Is that w- the reason why shit is so expensive is because it passed through so many fucking hands, right? So, number one, it's not the freshest. It's, it's never not the be cleanest. The yeah. And it's marked up each fucking time. So, when you go to, like, li- almost a, pretty much go the right source. Right there to the coast. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's fresh and it's cheap. It's sass. That's what I love. I was just telling my mom today, actually. The only thing I love about Rocky Point. I've been to Rocky Point, like, I don't know, a couple dozen times by now in my life. I'm over it. But one thing I would go back for, the shrimp Fireworks. and the oysters. <sighs> Those shrimp and oysters in Rocky Point, fire, Full son. mercury. Oh, my God. Because mm. they, like, pull them out of the ocean right in front of you. <laughs> I mean, it's not that fresh, but it's <laughs> hey, almost there. Yeah, good, I like good. the fried oysters. Oh, I love the fried oysters. Man, a little tartar sauce or maybe a little cocktail yeah, sauce. the ones from Mandy's. Bam. Where's that? Mandy's oh, right there on uh, Central. Street. I don't know. Is there one across the street? On 16th Street and Southern, right? Oh, right here next to the OK? Oh, right. Well, no, there's that. No, no, right here by the bank. I'll go get some right now. Oh, it's right there in the plaza. Oh, yeah. I was with Tolo when he had oysters for the first time. We went all the way to uh, Oklahoma City. <laughs> for oysters? <laughs> <laughs> what <the> yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with seafood? you? No, we were there for an event. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was kind of funny. Oh, my God. Oh, no, but they were good. They were good. Hey, they were good, though. They were good. But Talk about not being <laughs> the freshest. Funny, yeah. You know, when you were giving your whole litany about not being the freshest and, like, passing through so many hands, <laughs> I imagine Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah. that's, where, that's where we were. Hey, bro, the mussels we used to get in Rosarito. <laughs> Fire, the biggest Fire, shell. yeah. Sun, hell yeah. And we just sit there and eat them all fucking night, bro. You know, there's a there's a soup in Hermosillo. <laughs> yeah, there'll be buckets of that shit, Damn. bro. Like all my cousins and my uncles will go yeah. to the fucking, just pull them from the rocks. Damn. There's a, there's raw, a sopa that. Raw like that? Like, no, we cook oh. them. We boil them. Come on, Franco. No, I know people who are from Filipino, Filipino. man. They be, <laughs> <laughs> they be eating them. <laughs> now we boil them and then just Filipino. fucking eat them, bro. With, with the beer on the side, with limon, with... You didn't even make like little cocktail with it. With What's the clamato? craziest thing you've ever eaten in your life? Alligator. Well, okay, hold on, let me rephrase that. What's the craziest thing that you've ever eaten in your life that you liked? Oh, that I liked. 
uh, probably what tripas and all that. Really? Cabeza. Tripas and cabeza. Right, cabeza, lengua. I mean, all that. If you like bring it up to a regular, average American, they'll be like, "Ew, you ate a fucking tongue and you literally some brains. just put some worm in your mouth a second ago." <laughs> I did. That probably is the craziest. Now that I think about it. The crazy in tripa. You grew up eating tripa, I imagine. Tripa, yeah, all that, dude, all that goodness. My mom used to make tacos de cabeza. Oh, that was the best. Bro, she hasn't done that in forever. Yeah. Like, like, probably 20 years, but. That's how Norteños, because my family's Norteños. That's how Norteños desayunan. That's how they eat breakfast, man. They have little taquitos de cabeza. Bro, so fucking good with the lettuce. I mean, not the the cilantro and the cebolla. Oh, man. And just a little limon and some salsa. It's the best. You know, sometimes if I'm not in a hurry, because, you know, I got to go back to my, to um, Oaxaca to, like, you know, nego- like talk to my to my suppliers and, and yeah, and, like, just build relationships, right? Like, you just don't show up and be like, hey, I want to buy some mezcal. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why not? Because they're not that way, not. you know? Like, it'd be like me walking in here and be like, hey, hello. Well, I want to start wanna, a radio show. Yeah, I want to start a radio show, <laughs> and I want you to do all the work for me. It's like, no, homie, you got to <laughs> build that relationship. Oh, you wouldn't believe <laughs> you know. All right, so we're going to continue the show <laughs> outside right now. We're going to bring the mobile unit. And we're going to do a wine uh, wine tasting, <laughs> a mezcal tasting with the blunts now. So Damn. Now, now we're, we're really going to pair pairing. Now Amen. we're going to pair this. So uh, who's going to go get some more cranberries? Is there another bag or not? Do we want? I mean, they got <laughs> so these are for the lunches for the... <laughs> Oh, yeah, not <laughs> okay, no, it's not. <laughs> Allegedly, let's not talk Allegedly. about it. Allegedly. Yeah, for, for the homeless people. <laughs> all right, all right. We're homeless. Uh, in yeah, the, we're in homeless. In a sense. I'm, I'm actually technically homeless. Well, true. Oh, speaking of which, my cousin just... Uh, so, <laughs> I think I think this... That'd be nice if hey, we just spark it. I know. I think, I think this is also what's really important, too, because we're... Uh, me specifically, but I uh, we, we like to share a lot about, like, the hustle of fucking us right like we talk oh. about well no we talk about like a lot about like th- what you know tolo does on the side what i do on the side what brody does on the side right and what a lot of people do and, and jobs and on the side <laughs> yeah dude brody. or in the front from the from be, 45 from degrees man <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how it happened that's the money maker <laughs> that's, that's called over the top <laughs> i saw that movie it's very cute um how you lay it down but we we we, we hey this disco ball doesn't pay for itself yeah i know they they come with a lot of grief um or your key. no but we talk a lot about that a lot of stuff that we're doing and um moving forward and the work that we do like we've created Poquito, si. a lot we've op- we created a ladder for a lot of people to climb up right like Hallelujah! The, like, like the roach clip, and and people have come on this show, and they say, and there's dude, people that don't appreciate what we've done. Yeah, they just fucking go on the wayside. And there's always vanish. gonna be haters, man. Dude, always vanish in the wind. There's people that I've helped with through mental depression th- or just depression, where I've helped them. Um, to um, where they r- just really like find dude, the passion. They're, they're just ghost to you now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got more interactions with Vin Diesel, right? Well, <laughs> at least he respects me. Yeah. Respect it. Respect. Put some respect, respect in my name. Back. R e s p e c k. Just don't bring, just don't mention LL Cool J. Um, do not no, mention LL Cool J. But uh, we don't want to go there. Like with Jimmy, me and him. So since since Friday until what Sunday, mm. we've we've come up with. Like, hey, it's just starting to smell better. I remember. The first thing I like took, it more, I was huh? like, this is fucking gross. Yeah, and then like, now it's up, gross. It was like tequila to me. Right. But now it's like, 
Dude, that shit smells good. So now you have a taste. You've grown your mezcal palate. And you're not all tipsy, huh? You're, you're not all dry. Right. All no, no yeah. exactly. Like, it's clean. I feel great, though. We're feeling good, yeah. but we're yeah, not Yeah, it's like you're smoking some nice weed, bro, uh-huh. instead of, sh- you know, like... The difference between some swag exotic, and some, some good exotic. exotic. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're not like knocked out or like pissed drunk on the side of the road or something, screaming at the wind. You're just chilling, having a good time. Well, think about it. We finished about a bottle. Mm-hmm. Roughly. Yeah. The night is young. And I don't feel like throwing up. Right. But but with Jimmy, a lot of what what, what we were talking about since Friday till It's rude to talk about somebody. While they're not here. <laughs> while they're Jimmy's here. Jimmy's gone. Jamie, are your ears <laughs> ringing? Well, I have big ears, so it would be a very large ring. But we've talked a lot about... You're only um, going to get larger. And are you talking about my hikara again? My grandpa had, like, the biggest ears. That motherfucker looked like a bat. How long did he <laughs> How long did he live for? Like 89 or some shit. That's what they say, big ears. You fucking live a long time. Damn. Yeah. I might be around Remember, forever. Oh, that shit. motherfucker had big ears. My mom's dad. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I brought her up earlier, my tia Concha. She took Why a not? shot of tequila every oh. single day of her life, and my she lived to, like, 99 years old. See, bro, you just yeah. I don't connect you just gotta face. live, right? You right. It's this shot of tequila that yeah. does it for you. It's good for the heart. Yeah. I, mean, too. I mean, you just never know what the fuck's gonna take you out, though. At the end, of, I mean, don't, I'm not saying be careless and be reckless. True. Be careless and be reckless. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> you, he just says, "Stia concha, naka, <laughs> concha naka." Este way did a whole fu- a shot of tequila every day of her every life. Every day. Sometimes a couple more. But, you know, she she lived as she was like 99 years old. Yeah. I think she was 100 or something, but I got to double check this factoid of mine. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she lived a long time. And you know what? She was very happy. She danced. She cussed. She'd cuss you out in a heartbeat. Yeah. And she threw back chalitas. At, oh, and far worse. <laughs> and she, she would cuss you out. But you know what? She lived and she loved and she drank. Bam. And that's the story of mezcal, right? Like these mezcaleros that we, that we talk with, like, that's what they live. They, they live and they love and they drink mezcal. They live, love mezcal. And with that note, let's go continue the show outside with some bloods and some mezcal tasting. What let's do, do you guys say? Yeah, we'll end the, the show end with a beautiful blunt. Yeah, we're just going to pause it right here. We're going to pause right here. I'm forward. Yo, 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 yo. Hell yeah, dude. That's perfect. So you can get the, the gain too right there if you need to. Where is it? God damn it. Right here. That's the gain. That's for the headphones, I think. Uh, no, so that's the gain. Oh, that's the gain. Wait, hold on. Is that say volume? Or? Yeah, volume. Oh, yeah, that's what. Oh, yeah, sorry. Where is this one? I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to pick up the helicopter. That's fine. Let me have that here. Yeah, that's fine. Cuppies. Oh, here you go. Here's the salt cuppy. Yo, 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 yo. Back. All right, so check this out. We're outside now. We're about to combine the mezcal with weed. But as we walk outside, there's a big fire. There's a neighborhood right outside the radio station where we're recording this. And South Phoenix, stand up. We don't know what's going on. Franco's got the, is that the, what do you call that? Yeah, it's a, Radio pl- it's a police scanner, but I'm trying scanner, to find, there you go, I'm scanner. trying to find the Phoenix Metro. Hey, bro, who has a lighter? Anybody got a lighter? Yup. Yeah, so this is going down in South Phoenix right now. I'll post some pictures. Oh, I got one. Look. Damn, I have a lighter for this. I will post some pictures on the Instagram, and I mean, hopefully the hell is that? everyone's okay. They say there's a six-month-old that's having trouble breathing. That's all I really made out of the... Out of your radio fucking feet, Franco. Yeah, I think that was Phoenix PD, so that could have been something else. Another but area. Let me see. 
South Phoenix, stand up. We're about to pair some mezcal with this blunt. This is some candy, what do you call it, bro? It's snack pack. Oh, a snack. I'm going to try some snack pack right now. So, you know what, let me... So make sure you swish your mezcal in your mouth as you pass it around because it'll help kind of alleviate the palate. Yeah, all right, cool. So, I'm going to hit the mezcal, swish it around, and then hit the blunt, right? Exactly. I'm just trying to get it started for And then after now. you hit the blunt, before you uh, hit it again, you got to take a little squishy. Gives you a good like check on the flavor palette. Let's get over here. That light is killing me. Cool light. Oh, look, you spilled a lot. Oh, right there. All right, let me take a swish. Is that mine right here? All right, so I'm about, which yeah. one's this? The same. This is the six year aged. Six year? Oh, this thing go good with the snack pack. Exactly. So we got a snack pack blend rolled in the fronto leaf. The fronto is just a straight up tobacco leaf that's aged or whatever. And yeah. Sometimes they age them in barrels. So we got a homie, Easy J. He'll bring us some from New Mexico that they age in barrels for years, dude. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Those, they are, age those the, are powerful. They age the tobacco in barrels that you smoke in the The leaves. So age. what they do, they, they, they them stack over. them and then they compress it with like a thousand pound whatever weight. Mm-hmm. And they just age them over the years. It's not just like real quick. The aging process gives it a different flavor. It gives it, a, oh, dude, yeah. it tastes almost like beef jerky sometimes. Where your brum be like, what the fuck? Am I smoking some jerky? Too. Right. And, you know, that's that's <laughs> like what okay? aging does. It gives it, like, it tempers it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like the nicotine content, the levels, like, mm-hmm. just keep rising and rising. You know, so Is that right? some strong-ass leaf, you know, like, you feel it, like. Hell yeah. Mm. So the idea mm. is to pair it with something a little bit more. Bro, it's aged. like putting mint in your mouth. Uh-huh. And then hitting the blunt, you could just hit it, bro. Oh, yeah. It's the depth of the aging process, too. You know? Yeah, exactly. I can smell it. It smells like refined mm-hmm. by time. Mm. Yeah, and it's just natural. Bro, yeah. natural leaf. That's what I'm going to say on my next birthday. I'm just refined by time. Yeah, <laughs> refined by time. That's all. Yeah. yeah I'm not old. Just getting more refined. Yeah. Like a good you aged can taste tobacco. Me. You can taste yeah. me better now. See, I smell it. It smells so amazing. Oh, that's a good pairing, bro. Generally, the... like, tobacco gives me, like, like, asco. It's like, ugh. Yeah, no, but, but this is... Because uh, it's older. It's different, too. And this is... And there's an extra natural leaf. leaf. You don't have that floralness to it. It's very earthy. Super earthy. There, so there's no, Dude, uh, here, there's no here. preservatives in that. Dude. It's just a straight-up leaf. That shit is fucking amazing. It's, right? It's like a... It's like having a glass of coffee. You're, you're, really good coffee. Your palate is completely, like, cleansed. And oh, it's almost it like a, it yeah. off. Fucking, hey, talking about coffee, bro. The flavor. Um, Spain dude had the best coffee bar. No, everywhere I went, bro, you order a cafecito, and it comes in a tiny, tiny little, one, yeah. dude, a mug, fucking little, bro. Maybe an inch or two inches tall. Maybe like a three inch circumference. Not even like a two and a half inch circumference. And bro, they serve you this cafecito, and they ask you con crema, sin crema. I love yeah. sin crema. Me too, bro. Café con leche. Bam. I mean, con leche, not crema. Leche, Bam. leche, That's yeah. The best. The café con leche in Spain is to die It's for. different, bro, yeah. yeah. So the last night we were there, we were at this bar. Because we just walked around Madrid, bro. All the, like, we're like, we're leaving in the morning, bro. Yeah, so you can get, make the most of it. We got drunk. Uh, so uh, you order cañas. They're called cañas. The, the beers. And we'd always get, uh, which one? Amstel? Amst- Amstel. Amstel, right? In so Spain? We, yeah, it's Spain. Amstel Cañas. 
and they all came from draft every time we went. Oh man, you know when I was in Portugal in the shopping mall, you could have a draft beer while you're shopping. In the shopping. See, that's fire. It's like, man, it's real good too. So it's local by every caña you got. They give you an appetizer with every single one. Yeah, the little tapas. Tapas, yeah, the tapas. tapas. Wow. There's a big fire going on over there. Oh, yeah, you can hear that, bro. This is going down. Like we said, there's a fire in South Phoenix right now. It looks like from where we're at, it looks like it's a house, a neighborhood. Yeah. It could be that family dollar. Are those dogs barking now? Yeah, dogs. I thought there were people yelling. Me too. It sounded like like ladies. So it's going down right now in South Phoenix while we're doing some mezcal tasting. Pero is doing some water tasting. How's that water pair with your blunt, brody? Mm. It's probably the best. I bet you it's well balanced. Yeah, I could just taste the weed, the tobacco. Yeah, it has a depth of tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, I def I want to go Germaine. back. Germain. Germain. <laughs> it's very Germain. <laughs> I, I definitely want to go back to Spain, bro. That's like some of the funnest yeah, shit right you could ever do. Spain's gorgeous. Mine, I went to Barcelona. Minus the casinos. Uh, yeah. We went there too, but if you, go, if you go like 20, 30 minutes from Barcelona to the beach, Sitges. Uh-huh. Oh, Sitges is awesome. Fire, bro. Yeah. We got a beach oh, house no. right there. Oh, yeah, I love it. And it was, like pe- it was like 80 bucks a night, bro, and it was the, the most beautiful yeah. experience it's ever. gorgeous over there. It's just the, it's so calm, the, the yeah. waves, the weather, the air, the sun. It's just so yeah. soft on the skin. Yeah. Everything, it's bro. It's beautiful. It's bro, just, just so like wow. Man. Just waking up and like drinking all day was Beautiful. my favorite part, just dude. Smoke and drink, and like you don't feel guilty because like you go to a bar, dude, at noon, it's already full of motherfuckers because they're about to shut the city down at fucking three. So everyone can go on their siesta. Yep, yeah, so they, they shut it down, siestas. dude. That's true. And it opens and it opens up again about six. Do they and, just and everything's closed at nine again except the bars that are open all night? Which do is, they do a which siestas? is not every bar? They do siestas in Madrid. Woo. Yeah. yeah. There too. Yeah, they close at like two or three, bro, to like five or like six two again. Hours, two, three yeah, hours. two, three hours, and then everyone just chills. So it's like, hey, if you need fucking lunch, go grab your lunch right now yeah, because everything's about down. to close down. The only thing, like, there's a few bars that are open, and that's where you want to go though, because you get fed for buying beer, bro. And yeah, the beer, yeah. the beer's literally it just a dollar. Keeps coming. Yeah, it's called aperitivo. The the tapas, aperitivo, is when the you pay like a fixed price. And you just eat and drink as much as you want for the hours that you're there. See, I didn't even, I didn't do that. Freaking that amazing! Part. Oh man! But it's, me and Brody were stunned, bro, because we go to the ATM and like cash out every fucking day. Because I only had cash, but they don't take fucking American money over there. No, of course not. So I was always tell Eric, "Hey, bro, go to the fucking ATM. Give me two hundred dollars. He'd give me, and that show last me fucking three days of just fucking nonstop." Yeah. Partying, well, eating, and drinking, bro. Yeah, life is so just... It, it was crazy, simple. bro. I ate so much more of it, and I lost 10 pounds while I was over Because all the walking? You know All what? the walking. Because all I did was drink and eat, I swear, bro, but everywhere walk. I went was walk. Walk, 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 everywhere. walk, walk. You saw amazing things Amazing, bro. It was just amazing. It was amazing, bro. Museums, things, monuments in the street, you know, like, wow. Just in Barcelona, they have those two towers that are up there against the hill. And it's just, you see him from the whole city. This it's one, just like, this one lost drinking? his phone over yeah. there. Dude, I lost my phone in at Barcelona a at a gym. So we were walking by, of... we were walking by the <laughs> gym, a basketball gym. I don't know why we walked through there. You don't want to shoot some hoops. And, and there was kids just shooting hoops, bro. It was like just basketball clubs, you know what I mean? Teens or whatever, like yeah. having their practice. I'm a Franco. And we sat there for a while, bro, and just watched these fools shoot hoops. And I ended up losing my motherfucking phone there, bro. Jack, dude. No. 
what's, those little Spanish kids. What's crazy, Good bro? Good thing it wasn't prison hoops. You would have lost a lot more. Yeah, what's, that's what, true. No, nah, what's crazy, they called Desiree, bro, somebody from Spain. And they're all like, hey, do you know somebody with this phone number? We found their phone in Barcelona. It's mm. Everything's in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Desiree don't speak Spanish. Well, how the hell are you in Barcelona and not speak Spanish? Well, she, she wasn't. She was, she was here in America. Mm. They found my phone mm. that I thought they I had lost. Her. Oh, okay. And yeah, bro, these motherfuckers were so down full, they shipped it, bro. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing, crazy bro. Shit. I, we, went, dude, wow. we went crazy looking for it. We, yeah. we got to the car. We're like, nah, bro, I lost my phone. I need that shit. Wow, dude. I'm in a fucking different country. Wow. You know what I'm saying? What we, time? we went, we, we traced our steps maybe 10 fucking times, bro, to where, to where I was just like, fuck it, bro. Let's just dip. You know what I mean? He gave up and then she he called the up. phone and they were like, "Hello, mm -hmm. <laughs> hello, welcome to Movie Phone." Uh, no, there was like, there was just like two days, three days later Damn. when we're on our way back, no. they wow. called her. They called her from they, your phone. Yeah, so she called, I think Eric or fucking some other idiot we wow. were with. They either called that fucking <clears throat> dumbass or Eric and communicated to me like that phone's wow. coming back home. Wow. One time I lost my phone in Guanajuato, in Mexico, and I had that like find my phone app. Like on, I think oh, it, was right. a, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a Samsung, so I had that like find my phone thing, and uh, it starts beeping and shit. Yeah, so we 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 saw it on the map and we rode the bus. We got there all the way to where it was like we were close to the little dot where my phone was, and then when we were really close, I pushed the button to make it ring, and I swear to God, this kid's pocket rang. Oh no way! <laughs> swear to God. Oh see, and see, we, I, I was fucking, I was thinking I was in Mexico, bro. I was like, nah, these fools pickpocketing me. Dude, I mean, that doesn't just happen in Mexico. It happens in Spain a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, I watch videos. These, these fools are good. These fools are good. And all these fools get telling me, nah, bro, you just lost it. Like, I was like, no, dude, I'm pretty sure I got pickpocketed. In my head, I was like, I got it, Well, bro. that's probably, that's the most likely situation in any travel, you know? You get and then when they call us. All the time. Actually, bro, we were already over here. You were when, here when they called? When they called. And then Dang. that other fool we were with, he's, he stayed there an extra week. So they shipped it from Barcelona to Madrid to him. Wow. And then he brought it back in his luggage. And then he gets caught with fucking weed and all kinds of shit in his luggage, allegedly. So then I have to go to fucking... Because I wanted my phone, bro. I had I was without it for like five, six days. So he calls me, bro, like, hey, bro, you got to go get my luggage at the airport. I was like, bro, are you sure? Like, this isn't like some sting operation? Yeah, right. I went, no. Because he goes, Dad, just tell her, like, you're looking for your phone. Like, I was like, yeah, I don't tell her my name or anything. Like, no, nah, bro, they already know. I got there. Yeah, those fucking ladies already knew. Oh, you're the guy with the phone. They brought me the lug his luggage, and my phone was right in there, bro. Wow. The Ziploc bag. Wow. They were like, you're the guy. No, assume the position. You're the <laughs> phone from, from Spain. Yeah. Bro, like, like, like our homie Nephilim likes to put it. Your phone's your life, bro. Nowadays, yeah. Nowadays, bro. Everything. You're like, without it, bro, nobody could get a, get a hold of you, communicate with you at all. Nothing. So beautiful. I escaped to this little beach town in Mexico. I won't tell you the name. <clears throat> because there... What does it begin with? What <laughs> more, bro? What more? We can't afford to go there. It's a it's in the Pacific Coast. And our three listeners are too. But you go there and not it's very the, limited cell phone reception. You can barely get a signal every now and again. So once in a while, a message will like creep through. Oh, all right. But like, it's so nice because you just forget about like all that shit. All that, you know, like that is not life. Life is here right now, at this amazing beach where nobody's at. The time <laughs> you know? is now. Yeah, because that has it's become life. life. For a That's lot it. Of people these days. So, so you, so like you travel a lot. Media. I try. I do nothing but travel. Like right now, I'm here until next week. 
Then I go back to Mexico. Yeah, I'm going to start slinging Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't the Christmas tree money that makes it possible. No, no I just fucking. These are real Christmas trees, not a... What's, your, what's uh, the best spot you travel to? Oh, that's a hard one. Oh, like your favorite place to travel to? Uh, well, the favorite you, place you, I like... You've been traveling for about a good 10 years, right? Yeah, about yeah. that. About are that you, now. You're single, no kids, anything? If that's too personal, I understand. There's a pallet right behind you. You could pray to it. Yeah. I am and no children, no dogs, no cats, no nothing to call my own. Just me. Me and my luggage. You know? My car, way. sometimes I'll I'll drive, like I've driven from like the southern states of Mexico all the way up here. So how does that happen? Like do you have your your whole year planned already? Or is it all is some of it That's how you know? Um, the moment like oh shit I want to travel to whatever tonight. a little bit of both you know like right now I know I'm gonna I need, book a ticket I know that I need to be in in my beach town in southern Mexico by the 28th of December I need to be there I know that so I plan my travel around that so what I'm thinking is like next week sometime I'll take a little road trip I'll probably go to like Monterrey hang out in Monterrey for a day or two go south to Mexico City that's where I have like all my contacts, my business is there, and that's like that's a road trip things. to you. Yeah, and then I go down to uh, Oaxaca, and then I hang out there for a few days, and then I make it down to the beach. It's a road trip. I stay there for a few days. Like, I'll be at the beach for two weeks, and then I come back up. I'm gonna see some of my my maestros in January. <clears throat> bring some more products up here, <clears throat> and uh, you gotta bring some of that cannabis one. I want to try. The hard thing is getting it across the border. Just right? putting a regular bottle. Yeah. Yeah, they test it sometimes, and I don't know exactly what they're testing for. Bring a thousand, and they pick that one. Fitchy, uh, right? You know my cousin. Yeah, you know my cousin Fitchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's no. Nah, don't like, risk it. Nah, exactly, I like, understand. I don't. I would much rather take you there to taste it. Let's do it. Well, dude. That's way how better. To, how do we fuse it ourselves? Oaxaca, can, sure. Uh, hey, I'm down. Dude. Well, you know, like if you're any part Chicano or Mexicano, or even like any part like Native American. Your ancestors fermented or distilled or something, some, some species of, of something. Hey, right? but I could bring my family, right, to Oaxaca? Yeah, of course. They don't outlaw families. Here's the thing. <laughs> well, here's the thing I want to do because we want to plan something next year. I want to get with you for real. And I really want to plan a trip out there with you, with my family. You know what would be good is if you could... Because I'd rather pay for that than to go to some bullshit well, somewhere in America. Disneyland. You know what I mean? My, dis- yeah, my, my nieces World go to Disneyland all the time, like every other year or something. It's fantastic the first few times. But it's expensive as shit. It's expensive and like you get the same thing every single time. Like, I'd rather my daughter be like, yeah, I went to Oaxaca this summer and blah. Yeah. And, and all her friends are saying how they went to Disneyland or Knott's Berry. Right. Or, like in, going to Oaxaca knocks Canyon. Disneyland out of the park. <laughs> right? Like... What did you do this summer? No, I bet, dude. I went to Disneyland. What did you do, Nancy? I went to Oaxaca and went to Montalban ruins. And, and even, if you're, like, even if you're not there, if you're not like, if you're not available, I want to go. You, I just want you to point me in the right direction. I will point you in the right direction. That's it. And if I'm there, we will go visit some maestros. That'd be Actually, super dope. You tell me when you're going, and I will make sure I'm there so we can go see some. All right, I'm gonna talk to the family, bro. Some pueblitos, like a uh, we'll take some mezcal. You yeah, fuck, go, fuck going to Disney World. <laughs> fuck all that. I want to go there. Yeah, see, that's what it's about. Like to get it from the source, right? Yeah, bro. Like you, you just that experience, though. You can't replicate it. Mm-mm. Like I can't replicate the the Spain experience right now. No matter how hard you try. Bam. The, 
Exactly. I might walk down the street and get 30 elotes if I want to. But that's not But the there's same no thing. beer included with it. But you know what? If you go to like Epcot Center in Florida, they have like German Town and Chinatown and like Spain Town or whatever. You can visit all these different like countries in the, quotes. But the reality is it's just a, it's a fake. Exactly. It's, it's an absolute fake that's meant to represent it. And it does in some stereotypical way, I guess. But I'm going to Oaxaca, that's dude. That's not really it. Exactly. And that's the thing with like industrial mezcal. Not to go back to mezcal the damn time. But like industrial mezcal is a replica Talking of about what mezcal, the culture salud, it is, is. You know? Salud. Frankito. Mm. Franco, you're sucking it down, man. Atta boy. Atta boy. With a doobie. All those years in juvie. <laughs> Come on. You need some more? Get some more of this. Get a little smell. That won't help. So you would say uh, out of all your oh, travels... Right. Yeah, that's sweet smell. Out of all your travels, is Oaxaca nice. the best, your best drinking experience? Oh, you didn't do that, did you? What? Put it on the... You put it in the salt. Is Oaxaca your best drinking experience out of all your travels? Um... Oaxaca is definitely the most authentic experience. Yeah. But what's like a nice alcoholic experience? Like if I like to drink beer. Cambodia? Um, no, no, no. If you like to drink, I mean, just, <laughs> I just like, like beer, dude. If you want Mexican beer, you can go like bar hop in Mexico City. Because that's where you're going to find definitely. everything. Yeah, that's Tijuana. And then it's draft, right? That's like, everything. Better. It's draft, bottles, cans, you name it. Mexico City's got what you're looking for. Hey, to give, you, to give you a little bit of background, my first uh, uh, spring break experience, I was 18 years old. I partied with Jimmy in, uh, in uh, Tijuana. No way. Wow. Yeah, he was, uh, so Jimmy's, uh, well, Dad, what made he, he, you was, he was 21. What made you go to Tijuana instead uh, of like we, Rocky Point? We were in San Diego, and we took the tram. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, bro, my you're my, not far from there. My my cousin took us on a trip to all the hooker places in TJ. Plenty of them, plenty of them. Mm -hmm. He knew all of them. He's like, you want to stay away from this one? This is all trannies. Oh, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing. <Yeah>. But he <laughs> yeah, said we want to stay away because he knew me and Eric are not into that. Oh, you know, you don't know I mean, what you're into until you're into. Exactly. You know no, but I mean? he knows us. He's our cousin, so hey, he's like, hey. Pour me. No, oh, you want some non-salt? Yeah, and I'll, wait, no, 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 no. I want some salt. salt. That's salt. Okay. Wait, no, oh, no, that's a, salt too. I need that's a yours. refill. You took mine. You took mine. It's one I of did. these. You're right. Wait, wait. Gotcha. <laughs> he's mescaled out. Yeah, yeah. He is, man. He's not used to it. He's not. He's not. No, used I think I'm stoned. Wait, no, no, that combo's That's you. And then. Mine's the fucking shallowest. Would you drink mine, Franco? No, you that's yours. No, I didn't touch it. Mine's the shallowest. Lies. Dude. Trust me. Okay, this is yours. I think this one no, no, that has salt in it, man. That's yours. I Wait, want some of no, that no, fucking no. gusano. This one, I think this one's yours and that one's mine. No, this I, one's mine. You sure. borracho, not okay, then this one's mine. That's yours. You had the little like two borracho. You had the you were stout <coughs> but fat, Franco. Yep, that's me. <laughs> Wait, wait. I love I'm it. long but you know, shallow. What's this one? That's a salt one. Oh no, that's a salt one. Okay. I think Nobody. that. I think that one's Tolos. Nobody knows like Domino's. Toma. Mine's still empty. You go Tolo. Right, right, right. That's yours. Tolita. I think that's salt right there. Salud, caballeros. No. See, Salud. we're outside drinking. Oh, I want some sal. Can you get some sal in here? Hey, you want some of this one? <laughs> nah, fuck no. That looks like. Yeah, that should be like a michelada. Yeah, he poured okay. it in. So this, hey, check it out. This is what I'm doing. Look at, look at. 
What if, he created, what if he created the best drink ever? Right he there? probably yeah. just did. Exactly. You never know. Yeah. No, because I drink and I can honestly say he did not. So <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Franco. I'm taking a little sip of each. So I appreciate your honesty. It was worth yeah. the try. So is this your passion now, bro? <coughs> fucking uh, slaying some mezcal? I'm passionate about many things, but mezcal happens to be something that unites many of my passions. Like archaeology, past, roots... Alcohol, you're getting an, drunk, you're chilling an archaeologist? with people. Like Indian drunk. In a past life, yes, I was an archaeologist. I dug up. But sh- I need to hang out with you more. I dug up bones. I like what you're doing. <laughs> I love studying Neanderthals, and I love studying. That's why. That's why we're Native such great Americans. friends. Yeah. <laughs> Franco, is studying my, you Franco is my my specimen. <laughs> you Neander. Neanderthals. Man. What's so crazy? Um, Experiences, bro, in your travels. There's got to be something. Oh, hey, hey, no. some, something can, can, you ate. Can you, do you feel comfortable talking about some experiences with Michael Weekly in uh, in Amsterdam when you lost <laughs> him? Do you feel comfortable? If not, that's cool. In the red light district. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel comfortable? I mean, can we talk about this on yeah. the air? Oh no, no totally. So <laughs> totally. Totally. they would love it. Frank was. Just, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. He's put, put your information on Pat on yeah. Black. We could allegedly. This well, could no, be no. all allegedly. Hey, this is all alleged. No, because here's the thing. I heard once upon a time there's that definitely other stories. a guy named Jimmy went with a guy named Michael oh, to Europe. Let's hear this story. Oh, let's salute for his allegations. It's certainly not a personal story. Yeah, he's talking from third eye. <sighs> third I'm eye recounting experience. a story I was once told. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. narr- he's a narrator. Uh, Michael Weekly's f- pretty... Uh, Does he give the weekly pretty, news? Pretty careful. Michael Weekly used to be called the mayor of the gay mayor of Phoenix. Okay, so you went to Jenny's, not Danny's. Exactly. And he knew everybody and everyone knew him. And like he... Charlie's tacos, two for one for him. They, they, uh, everybody, he knew everybody. He got that Grand Slam special, $2.99. Right. Two eggs and a sausage. Right. And so, you know, we decided we're going to travel over to Europe and have a little like getaway. Now, wait, which, which Amsterdam are you talking about? Sex Club. Oh, that one. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were talking about the one we were rejected. I want to hear the Franco, the rejected story first. No, Franco's is the sex club. Mine is the rejected story. All right, let's go with sex club first. Come on. Wouldn't you rather hear how we were rejected? Wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's what I'm saying. What are you comfortable with? Both. He's going to say both, but yeah. what's a better segue? Um, I don't from know. Start from what? I don't know what he's talking about with the rejected. But the, the well, let's start with the rejection. <laughs> let's start with the rejection. Let's but start. Your, was this before no, there's that? No, all? let's start. You're picking one. Was this before that all started or after? Uh, the rejection was the very first attempt. Oh, well, let's, let's The start sexual with the experience attempt. was the, the secondary. Second, no, well, the third attempt. All right, well, let's go with the, the first attempt. So why I was rejected. The rejection. Yeah. Uh, Chapter one. Chapter the rejection. One. Once upon a time, we decided. Do you mind if I pour? Pour. So you could uh, pour away. It's remember, it's six years age. So enjoy. Oh wait, where's the other one? It's inside. But we. I mean, oh. not that I'm telling you to pour less, but enjoy it. Oh yeah, have respect. Enjoy. I love it. Dead husband's mezcal. I love that guy, dude. Honestly, if uh, he was here right now, my brother would suck him off for me. Oh, nice. Man. You're so fucking nice. Oh, you're a team player. Brother, you're fucking... He's not here, but I am. <laughs> you're such a nice guy. <laughs> well, I don't think his goals were mine, right? He's one of them calling all his homies. Like, you know, this was getting a blowjob You don't say anything. I don't want to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> There's a fire happening in South Phoenix. Oh, that, that fire, like, <laughs> became nothing out of nowhere. That's, that's, right, that's right. Phoenix, Phoenix uh, Fire Department's on uh on Thank point. you, Franco. You're very welcome. Bro, I love you, dude. These tamales are good. 
I mean, these shots. I have tamales too, but that's another radio show. Hey, does Oaxaca, do they make tamales there? They make tamales Oaxaqueños. What's, what's that, bro? Talk to me. Uh, tamale Oaxaqueño. Before, uh, what other bueno, story was it about tamal. to say? Oh, the rejection. Hold on. A tamal Oaxaqueño. <clears throat> hey, I'm just going to say Jimmy can tell stories all night, and they're all better than the last. Well, we love it, dude. I bet they'd come and just fucking Who that? sit around like a campfire. No idea. It's a cleaning lady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we hired cleaning people now, bro. We're balling. That's why we're hiding. Well, um, you know, yeah. Shut if you want to shut the uh, alarm and then we'll close the gate. Yeah, thank you. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, we we hired cleaning people. Don't worry, guys. The so okay. So here's the thing, is that we're, we're, the location we're at, dude. It's like three times removed. Dude, Mexicans when they come, fucking the cleaning crew, they don't give a fuck. They, oh yeah, dude. We should, dude, I bet Tente. you. I bet you. Right, so I like, bet you if you offered them some mascot, they probably take oh, some. Oh yeah, they would love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so there's three things we need to cover. First, <laughs> the tamale Oaxaqueño. <laughs> All right, tamale Oaxaqueño is a tamal, but it's like tamasa and with you know some carnita con chilito, but it's wrapped instead of a um, an hoja de maíz, it's wrapped in a banana leaf, so the texture is very different. It's it's very like. Um, effervescent, if you will. Oh, don't burn yourself. You know, so it's it's a different texture altogether. It has a it has somewhat of a smoky flavor because a banana leaf kind of gives it a little toque de smoky, like pepper. And mm-hmm. the tamale is fucking fire. Mm-hmm. I love them. They're not my favorite thing in the world, but I love them. There's a, also a, like a, a gordita, which is very similar. Well, it's ma it's ma, maíz masa. With gordita, with este, ¿cómo se llama? Chicharrón inside. Ooh. And with a little, like, quesillo or something. Oh, look, my sister. Is that your shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's my wonderful artisanal products. <laughs> so with quesillo. Mm. So, like, there's just some, there's a lot of, like, textures and flavors and foods to experiment with in Mexico. It's just amazing. So, back to tamalo jaqueño. It's not my favorite thing in the whole world, but it's very authentic Oaxaqueño. Beautiful. Now, what was the second thing we were supposed to cover? Uh, rejection and... Oh, the rejection. Sex club. The rejection. Yeah, rejection comes first. From my very first real cool-ass road trip that I took on my own with Michael was... And I say with Michael because we did it together, but it was like my first time away from like my family and, you know, like what, the things that hold you back from really going out there, right? It was 10 days on the road up the coast of California, the Pacific Coast Highway, from Los Angeles all the way up to Eureka. Where's Eureka? Like the tip of California. Okay. It was freaking amazing. And when we came back through down, like, Sacramento, Nevada. Sacramento? Sacramento. That was some rough times. But it was was worth it. And that was like, wow. Wow. This is great. Like America is a crazy, different place. Weed was all over the place in Northern California. Oh yeah. And that was this was like before weed was legal. Oh, you're, in the, <laughs> right. you're in the mecca of weed. Up yeah, there it was crazy. California. I was like, wow. That's like I? just like 15 years ago. It was wonderful, but it was beautiful too. Like the the landscape up there is absolutely gorgeous. It's like breathtaking. Every time you turn around, there's a mountain range and there's like a river and there's pine trees and redwoods. Yeah. It's like wow. So. 
Then, then the next Amsterdam story. Oh, sorry. So that one, I took the road trip because. <clears throat> yeah, my what's so fucking scandalous about that? I took the road trip because I was docile, right? Yeah, nothing. Because the road trip was the plan B. Plan A was that we were going to fly into Amsterdam and start partying and having a great time. And we went to the airport at Sky Harbor Airport to go check in for our flight, handed our passports, and the lady handed me my ticket, said, have a great flight. And then looked at Michael and said, you're not going. (laughs) Oh, shit. You can't go because your passport expires in three months, and you need to have it expire in six months or more. So, oh shit! Well, he met my cousin Tetchy. Then why does it expire? Exactly. What the fuck? No, they expire every ten years. But what's so good about you can't use it up to the yeah. last day? <laughs> exactly. So they they expire nine nine oh, years and, that lady, and, and six months. Going. Yeah. And there was and the, the thing is, if we had flown into some other airport, because it's only the law of that country, right? It's in the Netherlands. So you would have been good. If we'd gone to like, you know, I don't know, fucking Madrid or Paris or London or if any, literally anywhere around there, we would have been able to go. But because we were there, they rejected him. But I could go. But I said no. I'm gonna stay with you, and we're gonna take this bomb ass road trip. And we just went. That's a boring ass story. Well, you all wanted it. I'm talking about the one that you were that when you guys were, were I think after that <laughs> oh, he was looking for you he's like Jam Jam <laughs> So he's from Tennessee. Right? Or where's he from? Tennessee. That's so why he's a thick ass Clarksville, Tennessee. Thick ass. Well accent. he he doesn't always, but when he does, he does. And you guys went to the sex club. And no, we went to a bar. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a sex club until I went looking for the bathroom. I went looking around, and I saw like a door. <clears throat> oh, I saw like two doors. And I said, hey, which one's the bathroom? And I said, well, that one. But it looked like a little sketchy. The one by my dick. It looked sketchy. Like the door was like, uh, I don't, I don't want to go through that door. Oh, so I went, to, I went through the door that didn't look so sketchy. I went through there, and it was very dark. And I started like, okay, where's this bathroom? You know, I went down the hall, and I looked at the one little light bulb that was hanging. And I just saw debauchery. Everyone, man, men on flesh, on flesh, on flesh. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked and I said, this is not the bathroom. <laughs> but you stayed. <laughs> I did not because I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, and, and apparently. I had to go back. Hey, hey. But he had to go to the restroom and apparently there was a room for that and there was a kink for that. So. Well, there's another club where you go to the bathroom, but if you. If you go right, you go to the urinals. But if you go forward, there's a guy. It looks like more bathroom. Like it looks like more bathroom, and you take like two steps. You're like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> That's Europe, though. Europe is very just like whatever. Uh, so what happened? Yeah, that was it. At the debauchery. Oh, Franco. Yeah. That was it. That was it. I oh. went home and I read a book. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> well, it, it's a comfort level of the story, so I don't want to. That's why I, I was very adamant about. About permission. What have you heard of allegedly, Franco? And, uh, and, huh? What have you heard allegedly? Well, see, now I'm getting the stories confused because I think it was Michael that was telling the story. And we're, we're like, some, somebody's clothes got ripped off. Everything sounds normal so far. Or somebody's clothes got, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's so, wrong with no, this no, whole, no. Both stories are too normal. Somebody's clothes got ripped off. I'm not sure if it was, if it was Jimmy's or Mike, Mike's. 
and they were tied up in this fucking club, like in this sex club. And and that's what, like, I don't remember anything after that, except the only thing I remember is is Michael saying, looking for, or yelling for Jim, or it's either or. So either Jimmy's tied up, or Michael's tied up yelling (laughs) for Jim. It's ridiculous. Oh my God. But it's, I don't remember, that's what I'm saying, I don't remember the story. You're so stupid, Rico. Why would you? (laughs) It kills me. Oh my God. (laughs) So, okay, so, so, I'm, I'm, I'm imagine, so, so Michael had, had, Michael had stories about a bunch of stuff, so I remember him telling the story, because I I vividly remember Michael telling the story where he was like, Jim, and he's yelling for Jim, for Jimmy. Why, he's tied up? I don't, that's what I'm saying, I don't remember, but it was a fucking funny ass story, but somebody was tied up. Is Michael walking around looking for tied up Jimmy? I I don't know. That's the thing is, I don't know. Michael's walking around looking for a tied up Jimmy, or tied up Michael is yelling <laughs> calling Jimmy. for a rescue. Yeah, uh, it, was, it, was, it was one of those things. Well, but I don't. know. The world will never know, Franco. Yeah, you know. But uh, I do remember on <laughs> allegedly that, on, on, that, on, that, <laughs> on that spring break trip though, Jimmy Jimmy got so drunk, and we were back in our hotel in uh, in uh, San Diego. We were in like north of the Legoland. I don't fucking remember where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> that was when well, you worked at Legoland. Yeah, man. Have you ever been to Legoland? It's yeah. great. <laughs> Legoland, like like SeaWorld like or somewhere. Like Franco's going to remember fucking Legoland. I don't remember. Franco was frolicking through Legoland. <laughs> you got to mention a food place. Like, yeah. Remember when we ate Bubba Gump and yeah. you bought that red hat? And Franco would be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Right outside of Legoland, right? That shit with the coconut That's shrimp, That's the right? Cracker Barrel. <laughs> the cook- Franco's like, yeah, yeah, right after we left Legoland. Yeah. <laughs> after we got those toasty rolls with the Flying J. <laughs> well, you mentioned Legoland without those references. It's like, what the fuck oh, are you man. talking about? But I just remember Jimmy. I'm not a... <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa? He was, he, was, uh, he was yelling at a friend of mine that he was drunk. And then... Uh, what friend of yours? Jeff. Uh, Epstein. And you're like, fuck you, Jeff. And I don't remember, I don't remember what exactly happened, what led to it. But Jimmy, he was like alcohol. He, he was he was standing on the bed, fully clothed, fucking like ah, like just fucking making a scene. I don't remember any. I don't. think... Franco, this is not accurate. And I, and I remember like I'm holding Jimmy back. I'm having dreams over here. This out. You're hallucinating. <laughs> now. I'm holding, too much mezcal. I'm holding Jimmy back. I'll, like kind of like, like I'm standing mezcal. off the bed. And he's standing on the bed. I'm just like hey, like, check, I guess check, like push them back. Is everybody right? clothed? Hold on. <laughs> we are clothed at this point. I think and, uh, you're so stupid. And he's fully like, he's fully, and then I, I like look back because I'm like, my friend that he's yelling at is like trying to, I don't, like, yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck's going on. But for whatever reason, I fucking turn back around and Jimmy is like only in his fucking like blue underwear. I was like, what the, like, how the fuck did he get naked? Not naked, but like unclothed so fast where he's just in his underwear. I, was like, I remember. Jeff he, pulled him off. And he's standing on the bed as I'm holding him back. So I'm eye level with this fucking dong. And, then I, and I turn around and I remember being like, what the fuck? Because I was holding him, like pushing up. or what? Is uh, he pissed up? He's getting there. This is he's all. Like, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is all allegedly. Because I don't there. believe that this actually occurred. So, so me and my 18-year-old virgin fucking, you know, never, ne- never fucking seen another. Mind you, life. we're in like a Super 8 motel. <laughs> I remember it was like a suite. I know it was not a suite. Yeah, well, there's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a nice piece in your face. I was like, oh, man, congratulations, Jimmy. But don't your parents teach us not polite to point? 
<laughs> no, but I, re- I remember that. That was when I was 18. But... You're ridiculous. And that was when we went to Tijuana. And ever since, Franco has oh. needed glasses. Do you remember me telling you the story? <laughs> do you remember me telling you the story of, uh, of how I went to Tijuana and one of my friends like hooked up with the tranny? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and he and then it was like they went off, and I was like, "What the yeah, fuck?" Yeah, yeah. It was just, it wasn't it wasn't Jimmy, but it was like that friend that he was cussing out. Time. Yeah, and he was all because he was all the the other friend was all quads and gays, so Jimmy's all like calling him out. That's pretty much what was ended up happening. He's like, <laughs> be like, bro, I'll suck it before you. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mira, carnal, you don't even know, eh? <laughs> oh shit, yeah. <laughs> you don't even know. You don't even know, eh? I suck it before I chupala. <laughs> But, but Jimmy has gone on like, uh, like you were like uh, helping on like ships and shit, weren't you? When like you started your traveling, helping on ships, weren't you like a first mate or some shit like that? <laughs> what are we talking about? I thought when oh, you went to, ships, when you... like like a hoy matey. Yeah. Well, yeah, when, yeah. So the Pirates. first, so the first time <laughs> yeah. I went to Europe, you know, Europe's kind of expensive, right? Like when you get into like Italy and Switzerland and stuff, like Europe sucks. And this is a cool way to, if you really want to travel, here's the way to fucking. Europe's do hard it. to get through because it's expensive. Like a hotel is like 150 bucks a night, and that's like shit. It's not like a standard, so like it's kind of pricey. But I volunteered for a program called Workaway. If you go to Workaway.info, you'll see it. Workaway.info, okay. Gov. And so what I did for, for example, I lived in this little town called Benzafrim, Portugal. And while I was there helping with the guy who was Dutch with his Portuguese wife, Sol, his name was John Willem. And, like, the first time I... Willem von Dutch. Yeah, he was super Dutch, man. Because, like, he and I used to get into, like, debates, like, philosophical debates about the meaning of time. And soccer. Time? Time, I swear to God. Because he's Dutch. And the Dutch are, like, they practically invented time. Like, a minute means something in Dutch. And, like, I'm Mexicano, so I'm, like... He's like, be at work at 8 o'clock. And I was like, 8.03. He's like, 8 o'clock means 8 o'clock. I'm like, dude, come on, really? Like, I'm in Portugal. Chill the hell out. Yeah, I'm, I'm on vacation. Here. Like, I'm eight, three minutes. But no, he, like, was very insistent about, like, <clears throat> time. Now go home. If you're not but, early, you're late. But, we, but it was like, it wasn't even, like, a disrespectful, like, you're a dumbass. It was, like, a really philosophical be, style yeah, debate. You know? But my, my job on his place, because he ran, like, an Airbnb-style little, like, hamlet out there in the mountains. This was before Airbnb. My, this was before Airbnb. My job out there. It's like a Hitler Airbnb. You and I hear 803, you fucking cocksucker. He was tough, I swear. He was tough. But you know, we learned to respect each other. We learned to respect each other because he knew that I was not not only like I may have arrived like a few minutes late, 15 minutes sometimes or 30 minutes, but I also gave like an hour. I also gave like an hour or two hours extra, you know, and I was willing to do things for him to make his life easy. I dove into a well, you know, I dove into a well to repair his little well corner so that it wouldn't leak. Okay, I re- okay. You know, I repaired some of the Sounds plumbing. Like a personal he- problem. I helped him, like, I helped him put, re- redo an entire roof of a villa, right? Like, yeah. that takes some time and work and skill. Like, you just don't go up there and do it. You have nah, to know what the hell you're doing. It's all made out of clay, right? Yeah, but he was good to me, too, yeah. because he saw the value of what I offered, right? Like, he, he would give me, he gave me the sweetest little villa to live in. He would, what? like, every other night drop off a case of beer at oh, my door. Oh, you could come in at 9.15 tomorrow. <laughs> he would. And sometimes, hey, sometimes I'd get there early just to start because I knew what we had to do, you know. 
And he's like, this motherfucker's here. I brought donuts for everybody. Yeah. Well, he was like in his 50s. He was kind of like, you know, he's here, 45 today. You know? And that's the beautiful thing. Like, I didn't pay rent, but I also helped him do things that were that were helpful to him. So you work your work your way through. Yeah, another in Italy. The I did the same thing in Italy. That's pretty dope. So they that's like the provide way. they provide you yeah. somewhere to live. <laughs> the Deutsch way. They give me a roof over my head, so that I can and I give them work for so many hours a week. Does he give you food? No. Well, some, he, they gave me food because they were amazing. Him and Sol yeah, were amazing you put, people. You put roof. Over my head, I put the roof over your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, they're amazing people, and, and my partner at the time, Michael, was going through some stuff. His grandmother, who was he was very close to his grandmother, had died recently, and so he was like processing all that. And Sol was processing that she had just recently tried to commit suicide. So she was, and she was an artist. She she paints. And she was married to the Dutchie? To the Dutch guy, who I, me and him were like cool because like I'm I'm a worker bee, you know, like I work, I, I love to work. What was on my skull then? And his beer, yeah. it was that beer in, oh. in Portugal, and vino tinto. Uh, no, no, it wasn't vino tinto. Vinto, uh, vino verde, <laughs> vino verde in Portugal. It's amazing. So green wine. Yeah, it's delicious, but it's kind of like water there, you know. You just drink it with everything. Like you don't ever drink water. It's just vino verde. Yeah, why? Why would you? Like vino verde, a liter of it's a, a euro. Come on. You know the coolest thing I saw in Europe was, in um, where the hell was I? I was in Venice. Venezuela. No, Venice. just Venice Beach. <laughs> 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 sort of, <laughs> but more more Italian. <laughs> they can tell you. Oh, Venice, yeah. Yeah, that place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, okay, so okay. when you backpack, you carry like a one of those jugs, you know, like. Uh, like, empty, like a water jug with you, you know, like, oh, okay. like you a, screw the top on and off, you know, no BBP. That a kind water of, bottle? Yeah, but you BBP. refill it everywhere. Like oh, a okay. nice, like, leather one? No, but just leather. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Both one yeah. If you're fancy, sure, but we were broke, so <laughs> we were carrying a plastic one. They're carrying this? Yeah, a water bottle. But in Italy, it's it's kind of water. hard to find in Italy, water. It's hard to find it. It's really hard. Like Water? It, yeah, it, it should be everywhere, but it's not. And Ooh. when it is, it's expensive. So it's like, eh. and then you have you have wine. You have a liter of wine that costs you like fifty cents, and, and you have a bottle of water that costs you like a euro and a euro fifty. Oh, You're no. like, well, fuck oh, it. That's like three fifty. Right and there. so in in uh, Venice, the coolest thing I saw was I would get my little water bottle, a like refillable one, and they would refill it with wine by the milliliter, and they would charge you. And so, like a refill bottle, liter of wine was like three euros. Fill the wine. <laughs> it was amazing. Tic Tac girl. Yeah. It was amazing. Venice was awesome. <laughs> refill. So they're like Jesus there. Jesus. They're, they're like Jesus because they they they, they turn, drink the blood of Christ. They're just like, let's keep the party going with yeah. all the wine. Multiply the wine and the fish, and, and dig that girl. Kissed. Damn, dude, and with that, let's close out this beautiful, wonderful show. The fire looks like it's been calmed. I don't hear nobody screaming or crying. I hope everybody uh, is safe. Material things could be replaced. Material change, and y'all could be. Tarantines. <laughs> the Tarantines. Ma- ma- material Tarantino's things could be replaced. Quentin Tarantino's coming out with a new movie tomorrow. Yeah, The Hateful 13. Part 2. But uh, any closing words before we leave this show, Mr. Franco 602? No, just, uh, well, besides uh, come out this Saturday to the Las Galaxias <laughs> afternoon cumbia pop-up over at the 6401 South 16th Street. 
uh, over in the garden that that's uh, open to the public, ten dollars per person. I'll try to do a DIY t-shirt launcher. Yep, so if yep. it's done by then, you might get your chingon shirt. And then uh, next weekend we got a uh, we got baking soda and vinegar, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got a uh, we got the field of dreams or dream fields, which is going to be about shit. I think about ten different artists and DJs. Sixteen. Hours straight, right? Uh, not that long. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be uh like nine a.m. to six p.m. Like it's all these are all daytime shows. That's perfect though. Yeah, do you come do your thing, and, and then uh, you can go watch the fights. I like yeah. I like that I like that, bro. Yeah, for Morning. Saturday, cause I'm a, I like I like to watch fights. So. Yeah. Catch the Suns. First so you go to a Calaca show and then you go watch. Do the you guys UFC? should like find a, a boxing gym or something to like set up a like a skirm. What are they called? Like a spar. A sparring yeah. session? Yeah, a sparring session over there at the radio station. They're gonna spar each other? Or? I ain't sparring nobody. No, yeah. but like they do it. Like it's public. Oh yeah, yeah they could, could see do it, it. You know, and like people could see it, and it's just something to see. Yeah, get Jake Paul and uh, Floyd Mayweather down here. Boom! Hey, wow. shout over, out to the, the hey, shout out to the homie in uh, Lake Elsinore. He just launched his new podcast. Congratulations! The the the, the boxing the boxing club podcast. Uh-huh. Spotify and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Too. If you're into boxing, make sure you check him out. I listened to to the first episode. I showed though they talked about the the fight that happened between Danny Garcia and oh, Earl okay. Spence, and then what's coming up with Joshua. And I don't know who the fuck he's fighting, but beautiful things coming, man. Mister Jimmy, any fucking closing words you like to leave before we dip out of this motherfucker? Thank you guys so much for having me. This has been an incredible experience. I hope you like like enjoyed our tasting session. And I'm so glad uh, I I got to share it with you. Mezcal is really like hit me. Oh. It's a beautiful thing, eh? Mm. I love that salt too. That sal de gusano, you know? Mm-hmm. Make sure, like, if you want to follow us, it's Mezcal Cinco Flores on Instagram. Mezcal Cinco Flores. It'll be in the description, so you can just click on the link. Click on the link. Click on the link. Probably any uh, final words before we dip out? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. No, shout out um, Jimmy for pulling up. And um, that was a dope-ass podcast, man. Learned a lot about the mezcal and where it originates from, where you got yours from, you know. And it was dope, interesting stuff. And, yeah, just shout out all the roaches, you know, who tuned in. Smoky Smoke Shop, like always, you know. And, um, yeah, dude, on to the next one. Fuck, yeah, you already know how we do it. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy, all that mezcal. Thank you, Franco, for that mustache. Thank you, Brody, for that fucking non-activated hair. (laughs) (laughs) We are the Roach Club Podcast. We out. We out.